It is uh, Lopez Radio. Lopez and Sheets, actually. Lopez, Sheets, and Banshee. Even more so. Um, Evermore. 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 What are you talking about? The same thing you're talking about. <laughs> uh, joining me tonight is uh, is my good buddy Sheets. Yeah. My good buddy Banshee Radio. Da, 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 da. And uh, you can check those guys out on Twitter at Banshee underscore radio and at Sheets Live. Sure. Sure. That could be a thing, right? Uh, it is Lopez Radio. Uh, welcome in, everyone. Fellas, how you doing? Thank you. I'm doing. I'm doing all right. How are How are you? I'm doing good. It's been a, lo- a Benji, long while. How are you? Pretty, pretty good. <sighs> Drinking the whiskey. Drinking the what? You, what you got there? Frontier whiskey. The frontier whiskey. Yes. Bullet. My favorite. Uh, my favorite go-to actually. As far as uh, I'm just gonna get good old, good old whiskey and nothing special. Well, I I looked into the crystal ball and I told you that I foretold that uh, my bartender was going to overserve me this or something like that probably already has who for, the fuck knows for for twelved to twelved for 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 some reason he ma- it made me think of the leprechaun in Alabama for whatever reason him talking just now made me think of that specifically that guy that's like this is an old flute that's this been is- passed out many generations this is a leprechaun flute it was uh it belonged to my father and his father before him it was pvc pipe it was two pieces of a joined With pvc the- pipe little holes. holes drilled in it yeah it's like don't be scared y'all it's gonna be fine he's not here to hurt you I'm gonna get me a a, a backhoe, back whatever a backhoe. I'm gonna uproot that tree. I want that gold. I want the gold. <laughs> Give me the gold. Mm. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yes, happy to be- you as well. Happy belated. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Um, I hope that you've uh, both been well. It's uh, once the la- I don't even remember the last time all three of us got together. It's been a little while. I know that. I've gotten together with you individually. Uh, Banshee was the first. Well, I'm done two now, but it was the first podcast of 2021. Um, and then Sheets, you and I got together. I think during uh, either right after Thanksgiving or just before Christmas, something like that. Yeah. So it hasn't been too terribly long, but this is overdue. We've been talking about getting together and hanging out for a while now. Um, and we have all kinds of ideas. We do. We have all kinds of things that, that are coming up that we want to discuss. Um, ideas that have long been forgotten about. <laughs> yeah, there have been a few of those. Uh, one in particular, and, and Banshee, we're gonna we're gonna spring this on you. Um, okay. We, <laughs> you know, Sheets and I were discussing the fact that coming up this May, just a couple of months away, uh, will be twenty years since we've graduated high school. Okay. 20 years. And um, of course, there is uh, one. Of course, there's uh, there's uh, there's not going to probably be a reunion. There might be. There might be. But who's going to go to that? Right. Um, well, the discussion was, what do they do? Just push it back a year. But then it's like, OK, it's a 21 year thing. Yeah. Like, I, it, it, I don't know. I don't know if they do or not. I haven't heard from anybody. I don't know if I will hear from anybody. Um, I mean, I you, was, don't, you, wanna, you don't want to do a virtual one. That's stupid. It's not going to no. be organized. No. 
I, I wouldn't do a virtual, but if there was like something at Creature Comfort or Terrapin or something like that. Something with some outdoor yeah, spacing. Or, I mean, even, even not. I mean, by June... I'm just saying by June, the most majority of us should be vaccinated. Yeah. I hope and, so. Uh, so like, yeah, June, July, I don't mind getting together June and July. If I was invited to something like that, I would show up probably. Um. Well, we were kind of discussing because at the point that Sheets and I started talking about this, clearly, you know, the, the whole vaccine plan just was not a fucking good thing at the moment. No, it right, wasn't right. something that anyone anyone thought was going to get to the point it's at now. And and even if there is, let's say that let's say there is one, right? And it's safe to go to and everybody's in good shape and whatever. Um you can still do that, but kind of the idea we were floating out there is like a I guess we said like a two or three part series um like a 20 year uh, like like a look back at the year in review of 2001. Uh Well, like I figure it could be even more than that. Okay. Because okay. You, you could you could have an episode about the big news of the year. Sure. You could have an episode about sports of the year, music of the year, movies of the year, yeah. TV of the year, just Should whatever. Make, make it its whole Pop little culture. mini-series, yeah. Yeah, you could. Instead I'm, of trying to cram everything into, you know, one two-hour episode or something. Yeah, yeah, but that's not that's not what a high school reunion's about. It's not about, like, remembering uh, the hit song that we listened to on the radio, right? It's not about what we watched on television, right? I mean, well, let's talk about, when you talk about a, about a high school reunion, you talk about like 20 years ago, we used to hang out with some of the most worthless sacks of skin <laughs> to ever crawl across the face of the earth. And somehow magically they've turned into like these billionaires or these like highly successful individuals and some of them have remained worthless sacks of shit. Who the fuck cares? But like, you get to meet these people that you haven't seen or socialized with in 20 fucking years. And like, holy shit, man, you're looking great right now. Or like, God, do you guys see it? <laughs> You're well, looking great, and like then you her. turn you turn around. You're like, he doesn't look great, yeah. <laughs> right? Jesus Christ! I mean, but that's the that's what you have the high school reunion for, right? Is it's it's first off, it's the dick measuring, right? You're like you're like who who who's do I you know who who did I do better in this crowd? And you're like, yep. And then it's like, who's doing better than me? And you see some people, and you're like, oh, really? No shit, right? Yeah, check out and his then, wife, Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> All kinds of shit like that. That's what that's what it starts off with, and then second, it's like reconnecting with people that you haven't hung out with for twenty years. Yeah. Now, I'm sure, but that's the, we're not proposing that the this is the replacement for that. Yeah. Just it was an idea oh, oh, of like oh, looking okay, back yeah, yeah. on the year that we graduated, just like what was going on. What was going on? I mean, that was a fuck. My senior year was fucking wild. Well, I mean, it was after we graduated, but I think the big news was that there was a terrorist attack. <laughs> that right, was, that was that yeah. was after we graduated, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it still happened in the year. Or are we that just going to cover the first five months? I think it would, no, I think it would be really fun to cover the year. You know, the events of the year, the, you know, the culture of that year, you know, all kinds of stuff. I think it could really be a cool thing to break up, even if we're just like 30 minutes to an hour on each thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be a really cool thing to release just to have 
just to go back and look because you know there's always that stuff when you go back to a year where you're like even if you're just like oh what movies came out in 1998 and you're like holy fuck that came out in 1998 like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back came out in 2001 I'm I'm telling you there's a channel on YouTube called Weird History and right, they have right. a series called Timeline and each one is about a specific year they've done the 80s and they just started the 90s and they did a special one for 2020 mm. and it covers every major story from day one to day 365 and you will be amazed how many things you were like completely forgot that ever happened completely didn't didn't know that ever happened right and shit well, like a, that even what about 2020 the, what about the tv like to me like you're talking about like the the movies and probably the music is important but like we watched a shit ton of tv at that time yeah. Yeah. the internet wasn't the internet and youtube and all of that wasn't what it is today at, at all. Mm-hmm. And so like the television was still king. Like MTV was still king. Mm-hmm. You still had, even though they weren't showing music as much, you still had TRL, you had real world. Real they still, world. That, that was like guiding pop culture at that point. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's, they were it's, aimed at our demographic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think it'd be a cool idea to do. I mean, it's just kind of like, just mm-hmm. to go back, I mean, you're talking 20 years. Like a lot has changed. Like it's it's kind of crazy when anything reaches 20 years. Like a lot of the albums we loved coming up through middle and high school have reached 20 years, and you're like, holy fucking shit, man! Like I remember waiting at the store to get this shit. I remember going yeah. in line to to buy the CD. You know, our music is now being played on classic rock stations. It is right. It is. Yeah. yeah, I remember the first song that ever stood out to me that I was like, that's that's not. That's sort of out of place, isn't it? Is when they uh, oldies became greatest hits and they started playing Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that doesn't fit next to these other artists. What are they doing? Yeah. Oh. oh. Just aging. It's just oh. fine wine is what it was. Okay. Now, what I want to know, Sheets, is I remember when 10 Year came around. Yeah. Um, you had zero interest in going to 10 Year. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but, I didn't feel like ten year was going to be anything worth a shit. Yeah, nobody knows. I still don't know what I want to do with my life, but at least like I have a little bit of like stuff I can talk about. Right. Yeah, and that's that was my question. Is like you were, but you've always been very vocal about how you're interested in twenty year. Like even after the mm-hmm. ten year came and went, you were like, I'm definitely going to the twenty year. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of. I feel like enough has changed in twenty years. Yeah. That it might actually be worth the shit. Oh, most definitely. As opposed to 10 years in where you sit there and you go, okay, we're all pretty much the same. We just, our lots in life are slightly changed or in some cases really changed, but it's like, who gives a shit? I don't care. And at that point, Facebook was still like such a dominant force that you could keep up with people and you didn't have to worry about a a, a stupid fucking um, uh, reunion. Yeah. Well, and then you got the fact that that think about that 10 year period that's also the 10 year period where facebook exploded mm-hmm. and and people were just sharing everything so you really didn't feel like you were missing much now we've kind of reached that second half of it everybody kind of retreated from it you know not everybody but a lot of people pulled back from it you know a lot of people pulled away yeah so you're you know less than you did before like there're people who have there's people who is, have friended me and I go to look at their profile and even though they they friended me, I'm just kind of like, I still don't know what's going on with you. Like, I have no idea. 
Remember when Facebook was early on, not only did you have to have a .edu email address to to join, but it was they changed. They had the um, your your status. It was your name is dot dot dot, and then you had to fill it in. Oh yeah, it wasn't just like a box where you just put whatever thought because it wouldn't make sense. You would have, so it have to be like Sheets Live is thinking blah 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 blah, as opposed to just putting a statement out there. Right. Yeah. That was and that, no, that was a really weird thing for sure. I remember no, I remember like my entire existence on the internet was anonymous up until Facebook happened. Mm-hmm. Like you had a screen name and you didn't tell anybody your real name, you didn't tell them where you lived or your age or there were things that you were like you're supposed to be very private and kept to yourself online, right? We we were we were raised online where you were very cautious and then Facebook happened and all of a sudden the the cat's pajamas was that your actual real name was on this and you saw other people's actual real names and it helped you like connect with them Mm -hmm. and instead of all being anonymous it was like no we're not all anonymous on here we're actual people Mm -hmm. and so then we started like way over sharing and it's like now it's like no pull that back let's let's be back more anonymous let's it's a it's a curse now yeah right yeah well and now and now like the older generation is just like i don't care i'm putting my views out here like they're mm-hmm. just kind of like let me tell you what's wrong with the world <laughs> i'm just kind of like all right let me buckle oh, in let me buckle in Girl. for this one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we thought it would be a good idea to just you know do that as a podcast I think okay. I think it'd be fun just to do a year interview and be like, "Hey guys, it's been it's been twenty years since we graduated high school. Here's what sure. the fuck was going on. Here's what the fuck we were listening to. And if you got three people coming at it, you got three distinct like. I mean, obviously there's a lot of overlap in in some of the music we like, but right. we were definitely sheets. You were definitely into stuff, you know, in two thousand one that I wasn't, and and, mm-hmm. and you know, vice versa, you know. So yeah. it as much overlap as there is, and as many things as we like together, we still had those things that were like. Oh yeah, you fucking liked such and such. You know, it's it's yeah, kind of cool. I was going to all ages shows at the bookstore. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, drinking PBR double deuces. <laughs> I will gladly own up to any awful musical act that I liked. Yeah, same. In a heartbeat. I didn't like bad music. I just liked assholes who made music. I mean, well, there, there's, there's this thing to consider too. Is like, is it really bad music, or did it just, did it just time itself out, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, even still, like, so if I, if like Limp Biscuit comes on, like, XM, we were all or like, thinking Limp Biscuit, right? yeah, yes. <laughs> um, like, if it comes on, I don't have a problem with it, but I'm not gonna go around being like. Oh shit! Yeah, Limp Bizkit's fantastic. Yeah, every now and then right. I search. I'll search a song or two, or you know, some some stuff out on on Spotify because it's super easy to do, right? Like you can just pull yeah. it up. It's not like I'm having to dig around for a CD and keep it close, you know? Yeah. Um. So that in in that respect, it's it's really easy to scratch those little those little nostalgic itches when you get them now, sure, um, sure. which was really tough to do in even 2001. You know? Yeah, you could go mm-hmm. download the MP3, but YouTube was barely, I don't even think YouTube was a thing by the time 2001, but, right? But like, no, but like, what were you nostalgic for? What could you be nostalgic for at 18 years old? Well, when I say nostalgic itch, like, let's just say you get a song in your head, 
you know, you could just go and pull it up on YouTube now at, in a pinch, or you could pull it up on any, you know, any music app. So mm-hmm. I guess when I say nostalgic, it's just like an itch to hear something, you know, even instant if, gratification. Right. Well, right. But uh, that was, that was, that's why the collection was everything. Yeah. That's, it was. that's why like you spent hours curating like mixed CDs that you burned yourself, right? Or yeah. you went you went on LimeWire or Kazaa or Audio Slave or uh, what was the the Mule <laughs> one Slave. or Kazaa? There was all different ones, right? They all it was free music. Frostwire, LimeWire, yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. different wires, all the different yeah. wires, yeah. Um, it was like Llama Net or something like that. I mean, they're uh, all Hotline, Hotline. hotline. I loved Hotline. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a uh, well, and it's also why you even up to that point before that it was about acquiring and curating just albums. Like, how much time sure. did we sit around and spend organizing our case logic cases? How much time did we yep. sit around? You know, because you can't take all your CDs in the car. No, you get them stolen, like I did. All my, no, all, you, no. you, as I said, you have one of those two hundred and fifty-six CD cases. You can't. I had a no. You don't do that. You only keep like eight in the car, and you rotate those eight out. I learned. Uh, I learned very hard uh, that uh, like radio rotation. One hundred CDs can disappear really quick. Oh. <laughs> Ouch! That hurts. Yeah, it's a big dent in the uh, collection. Uh-huh. But no, I remember Sheets rode around with his whole book yeah. in his car. Yep, all yep. the time, mm-hmm. all the time. No, that's when I. Uh, that was the year I discovered like. I was going to school kids records and I was going to Wuxtry and they would have like the free bin with like the promo records and I would grab shit out of the free bin all the time. The ones with the little, uh, the little circle punched out of the barcode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just couldn't sell. Them. I was, I was grabbing like all the free shit I could. So it didn't like, and I was at that point in my life where it's like, there was no such thing as bad music. I couldn't get enough of it. And then like the more obscure or esoteric, or the more like unknown it was, the better. I was just hunting for anything that was not what it was everybody else was listening to. That was kind of. I'm sorry. Well, at the same time though, I still listened to Limp Biscuit and you know Bush and all that other shit too. That was what we did at the radio station because we would get all kinds of promo CDs, all kinds right. like shit oh, yeah. that would get played on the radio, but you could at least thumb through and be like. Okay, this looks like it might be cool. I'm going to check it out. So, I mean, what's your what's your risk? Yeah. Well, it's oh, no, it, yeah. it was it was that was kind of our version of like, all right, I'll 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 put this movie mm-hmm. on Netflix and try mm-hmm. it out. If it sucks, I just go back to the menu and pick another movie. You know, yeah. Like, whatever. What, what's my risk? No risk. No, that, when I started working at WOG, it was like that, and they they had a free bin, and I was pull stuff out of the free bin all the time. Yeah, we had that wall of stuff that would never it was never going to get played on yeah. on the radio that was just like if you want it you want it take it. Like I think I got Hate Breed albums. I got all kinds of stuff that was on the We that got wall. all yeah. kinds of like death metal and hardcore. Right. Like, but y- did y'all also get like the promo stickers and the patches and the pins and all that stuff? Oh yeah, there was that stuff just kind of floating around. Uh, it, yeah. a lot of what made it into the studio was just CDs though, usually in that rack. Um but they had like that stack somewhere in the in the station where you're like, oh shit, look at this promo T-shirt, you know, for such and such album or whatever. But I guess I guess at the risk of going too far down that road, so we don't ruin our 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 nostalgic uh, twenty year look back. What right now? So we we talked a little bit about CDs, talked a little bit about like downloading stuff. Like what right now? When you picture music, like we'll start with sheets. Like when you picture music. 
physically and and just your idea of when you think about like I need to listen to this like what comes to mind like is it I know I know you've been in the vinyl for a while so what what kind of things come to mind as far as like when you're thinking about physical media or even just media in general like am I more likely to go to physical media over digital media uh, I guess I'm not, could... I'm not understanding 100% the question all right so let's say you got you got Spotify at your fingertips, right? I do. Um, yes. And um and and then you've got things like YouTube at your fingertips, and I then do, yes. you've got a, you've got an album collection, and you probably have mm-hmm. some CDs still laying around, yes. right? Yes. If if you've got, let's say you've got one thing that you really want to hear, and you've mm-hmm. got it on all those mediums, what okay. you what are you grabbing first? Um, depends on the genre. Number one. Okay. Agreed. Number one, number one, it depends on the genre because there might be something that I'm wanting to listen to on vinyl specifically for that experience, as opposed to if it's just like, oh man, I want to hear this convenience. I'm gonna probably what I'm gonna do is play it on all the uh, Google Homes throughout the house, so when I'm up moving around, I'm hearing it constantly. Right. Um, so yeah, it totally depends on the genre for me. Like if it's jazz, odds are I'm probably gonna go with um vinyl unless it's just like i just want to hear something it's fine i don't care what it is is that yeah. because it, it feels am like am i listening am i listening to music because i want to listen to music or am i putting music on in the background while i do yeah. something else yes. yeah is it and if if the act is listening to music yeah then to me it it's the ritual of putting the album on it's the ritual of the vinyl Right. right, you sacri- you you sacrifice to the gods, who ha 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 ha, and you shake the vinyl and you shake it and then you put it on the the platter and then you clean it and then you you gingerly lower the needle down, and you and you listen only through headphones. You don't listen through speakers or anything, and you sit in a chair and you're still and you're listening to music, like that is the ritual. I'm going to do vinyl all the time, but if I want to hear a song. Or like I'm driving down the road, and I'm like I want to hear something or whatever. I go straight to YouTube. I'll YouTube it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Put it on. Well, I mean, if I'm driving down the road, I'm pulling out my vinyl. <laughs> well, hey, that, hey, don't joke. That was a thing. I know. I know. Back in the day, they tried to put record players in cars. <laughs> um, Who sat there and thought like this is a fantastic idea? Well, I mean, I was at a hotel in Fort Collins. Yes, like I remember five, seeing the pictures four or five weeks ago, and. They had every room had a record player in the room. And then they had a loner library in the lobby of all these different albums. You could look through and you could just take them back to your room and listen. That's cool as shit in my opinion. When I saw that, I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado. So I'm already packing some heat. And I'm like, toot, toot, motherfucker. This is going to be the best. (laughs) (laughs) So I go to the parking garage and I get like really familiar with the fresh air of Fort Collins. You did some bird watching. I did some bird watching, precisely. Yeah. I go back inside. I already had the loaner record in the room. I go to turn it on, lower it down. My fucking record my fucking record player was broken. I don't even remember what it was. It was some Bossa Nova jazz album. I was like, I was just gonna just jam out to some unknown Bossa Nova jazz album. Dude high as shit. Legit Bossa Nova has been what I've been listening to lately. 100% 100% I've been listening to Bossa Nova on Spotify a lot lately. Can I tell you how disappointed I was when that record player didn't work? Fuck. 
fucking gutted. I can't imagine because you're on like at that point you're you've got momentum. You're on a trajectory. You're like, oh shit, this is oh, going. Yeah. This is going to set the tone, and then nothing. Ah, it's got to be like the biggest. Yeah, it's, it's like you're getting balls. ready to fuck. Yeah, you're getting ready to fuck this beautiful girl, and your dick can't get hard. No, it's, it's exactly like that. The Gets Gilberto album is it's quintessential bossa nova. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you should both of you should listen to it. Gets and Gilberto. It's it's perfect, and it has songs you'll know. Like they're so iconic that you know them. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it isn't like listening to something you you don't have any idea what they're talking about. Okay. I know I know I've shared it with you guys previously, but I've been on this big Thundercat kick as well. <laughs> I can't. That guy's so fucking weird, and I can't stop listening to him. There's something about that weird shit, right? Like yeah. So so kind of kind of steering back towards you're talking about. Are you more likely to? So you said if if I'm listening to to jazz or something like that. And I'm I'm probably going for I'm probably going for a vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would the cl- so if the if the release of the music like the time period of the music is closer to whatever medium it it existed on naturally. Sure, I, I, yeah, I get it. You try you try to you try to go for that probably more likely. So if it was something yes. that came out when when vinyl was the medium to have, like you're mm-hmm. gonna try to reach for that rather than like any other form so i i buy based on two things okay i buy based on what do i want to experience on vinyl because i've heard that it's you know amazing or whatever mm-hmm. and then what is something it has to be an artist or an album that i consider i gotta have it okay. um I'm, I'm not going to the odds of me try just trying new music on vinyl is very low because the cost is prohibitive right understood you should you should definitely do some ben surfing like uh that's what i do when i go to Wuck street and i'll get used uh jazz albums at Wuck street and sometimes they'll be like 10 or 12 bucks and at that price point i don't mind you know taking a chance I mean, oh sure you know i don't mind being christopher columbus for a minute or two mm-hmm. and i it's but no, definitely jazz. But they're they're a modern jazz. Like uh, Wolfpack is a um, they did live at Madison Square Garden, and they put that on vinyl. And that's something that I like to have. A snarky puppy did a whole live album where they were in a studio, and all of the guests were given headphones, and because the whole thing was just them recording in a studio. But it's all live, and then, so it's, like, it's still that improvised jazz, but it, and it's all live. But it, they made three albums out of it, and then there's this other this uh, Washington. It's not Grover Washington because he plays saxophone, but this guy uh, is not that. Um, but he has a whole album out that I've been looking at, and these are like modern releases, and they're modern release jazz albums where it's like if I want it, I'm gonna want it on. Uh, I'm gonna want it on vinyl. Yeah, well, I, you, I, I, I go ahead. Do you think that there's something specific about jazz that it? I think you can appreciate it better on vinyl. The ritual, or that, yeah, or, or or even even the music, like sort of being made. 
uh, what's the be- what's the best way to like it'll sound better on vinyl, right? It's the like, ritual. About, yeah, it it is, but like something about all of the different sounds you get with jazz, being just taking advantage of the vinyl somehow, as opposed to when it's digitized, you might lose something in that. I, think- I so I think that sure, yeah. like in an MP3 versus a vinyl, there could be some differences of audio quality, and you have like lossless digitized audio and stuff like that. Flack. Right, and all that. But I think it, at the end of the day, it still lends itself to uh, listening to jazz uh, and playing a vinyl record is this uh, ritual, right? And when you're listening to jazz, it's not it's like that's sitting down listening to music and paying as close attention to it as you can yeah. because you want to you want to hear all the levels. You want to hear the Easter eggs. You want to hear the nuances. You want to hear that bit. Um, you want to hear, uh, you know, all those parts well and and see just enjoy it and not yeah. even to me is it about hearing all those levels and stuff i think it's what whatever you originally associate that type of music with like when i hear old like super oldies or if i hear like i said the, it's like the first times i've heard jazz right it's usually because i heard it probably on vinyl or i heard a recording of a vinyl because it's something about the hiss in the background you know, of a vinyl that you're just kind of like, oh, like you can just, yeah. it adds to that ambiance. So it's, it's, it's. But if I said I had Outcast AT Aliens on vinyl. Yeah. You'd be like, hell yeah, let's listen to that on vinyl. That'd be a great one, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Cause I mean, that's, that obviously would be, a, you know, a new experience, right? But I, I would be just as fine with you being like, I've got this AT Alien CD. And if I'm feeling like listening to, to Outcast, then that's great, you know. But it's there's just something that goes along with the sound of jazz or sound of the blues, right? Even with that that scratchiness of vinyl. Like it just feels rough. And I think that's why that's why uh live albums for blues and jazz do so well. That and that's what I'm thinking. Is it so Specifically because jazz and blues are what you mentioned, and I, I think I know what you're saying, and I hope so, is that 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 hiss of air or whatever whatever you want to call it, and the crackles, in a way, and this is just me spitballing, you have uh, uh, you add an essence of live performance with jazz and blues that it those mediums mediums those genres seem to play better to live to live music yeah because of how creative it gets and the flourishes and whatnot yeah so it's almost like when you put one of those records on for jazz or blues it almost feels like you're there right because you're getting the sound of atmosphere right and i feel that way i feel the same exact way about some classic rock stuff right Mm -hmm. if you're gonna put on led zeppelin's immigrant song i want to hear the fucking needle hit the record before it plays right (laughs) there's just something about that sound leading up to but then you know it's just like Mm -hmm. it's it is there's something about that and i think that i think a lot of it has to do with how you're originally introduced to it and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about like when you were mentioning yeah i'll bring up all the terrible music i listened to it's just kind of like well there's just something about that time period where you're like we've all got those albums where we put them on we're like fuck i was 16 (laughs) and i was in arizona and around the fur had just come out you know like it's it's that like you can you can immediately be shot back it's the closest you can get to 
an internal time machine for your brain. Um, I think there, it's it's a close it's a close match between that and and like familiar smells like food certain foods or someone's house like you ever gone back to like it's very rare now that we're we're like all in our 30s but maybe maybe you were in your late teens or 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 you know sometime in your 20s you went back to maybe your parents house you've been gone for a while you go to your parents house you're like holy mm -hmm. shit like your parents house just had its own smell to it you know yes. Everyone's um, house had a smell, right? Right. Or when you well, go to I mean, visit, like, when you go to visit a friend and sleep over at their house, and you you'd show up at their house on Friday, you're like, "All right, I'm at you know I'm at Sheets' house." You know, it's like yeah. it's just one of those things. Yeah, well, like Sheets Sheets can appreciate this now that he doesn't live in Oconee, but like every once in like, and I haven't done it in a long time. Well, probably about a year. Like when I started taking drives when the the, the first quarantine hit, mm. I was going out of my fucking mind. And I, w I drove by the old house I grew up in in Okona County. I just like drove because like like right now I'm living all the way on the other side of the county as the one I grew up on. So I, I went over there and I drove all those back roads and like all the roads I learned how to drive on. And like there's so-and-so's house and drove by so-and-so's house and, you know, just just reminiscing driving by all these other people's houses. And it's, you know, you, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, it, there's yeah. just something about there's there's you can feel it in your brain. You can feel certain chemicals being released when you're driving around your old stomping grounds. You're like, holy shit. So so two two points to that. Um, I hope I can remember both of them. The first one <laughs> being um, that whenever whenever the wife and I will go places that we used to live like it's you always have you, we always do that. Yeah. We're like, I just got to see what it looks like. We got to see what it looks like. We've gone down to South Florida to see my stuff. We've seen her stuff in Georgia. We've seen my stuff in Georgia. Like, it's just something to do. It's just part of the experience. And then number two, the whole thing uh, uh, around driving around. I remember so many nights that Lopez and I would just go and drive. Yeah. All the time. You know, nowhere to go. Nothing. Uh -uh. And we would just go. Well, I lived all the way out on the end of Barnett Shoals off of the Oconee River. So like that was just a just driving all the way down Barnett Shoals was just a long drive as is. It was a ten minute drive from that five points in downtown Watkinsville. And to the people who don't know, they don't know. But just suffice to say, but yeah, like there was many a night where I would take that drive with the windows down, and then like I didn't the the truck I had I had this shitty little Dodge D fifty truck. I ripped the door off of the driver's side. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to go to a junkyard and I got a red door. So I had a gray primer, gray truck with a red door and the door wouldn't open and close very well. So you had to dukes a hazard out of the window or either climb in and out of the passenger side. And I eventually got that fixed and I got a Jeep Cherokee that senior year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, but I didn't have a stereo. I had a, uh, a little boom box, like a little like $30 Walmart. <laughs> tape deck boom box that I would have in between me and my sister. And then I had the tape, the tape deck to CD player adapter. Yeah. And then I had the disc fan that I'd play the, the CDs on and I would play these free or like these $5 Punko Rama CDs with like no effects and MXPX and like, uh, no use for a name and all this. This is just like, uh, punk rock, just 
and we all drove my sister fucking nuts. We're just driving down yeah. <laughs> without a stereo. This is this is piece of shit boombox in between us. Yeah, yeah. We used to just drive yeah. and just drive, just drive. Well, and, and even gas just... was like a dollar. Like you would you would like scrounge around change and get like two dollars in change, yep. and that was enough gas to drive all night long. Yeah, two gallons of gas was. We're good to go. Well, and even just thinking about those drives, like especially if it was summer, the the windows uh-huh. would be down and the smells, mm-hmm. you know, the smells of outside. Just yeah, you just had that because we were kind of, you know, we were out in in the sticks for the most part, and it was just kind of like you know, you could just drop the windows and you just had that night air, like that humid, sticky night air, but it felt good uh-huh. because the sun wasn't out, kind of thing. Just driving, that's smoking cool. cigarettes because you weren't supposed to. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's turned into kind of like ever since quarantine. Like every now and then, just because we can't get out and do that much right now. Like you know, me and the wife will get out on a Saturday and just go drive. Let's take a drive. Like, all right, where best. are we going? All right, maybe or this time we're gonna go check out where I lived when I was this old, you know, or some shit like that. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of wild. Like as much as the shit changed, which it did there's still all the old shit was there amongst it. So it was just, Uh it was weird to see because it was almost like visiting, you know, it's almost like visiting these set pieces. And instead of replacing pieces, they were just like, well, we're just going to put a new thing here. (laughs) Yep. And we're going to leave that old shit over here. But I would do that. I call it getting lost. Like I'll do that when I'm on the road. We're like, if I just have like two hours to kill, and it's not even my gas. It's the company's gas. They're paying for the gas. I don't have to worry about that. I'll just set alarm on my phone for 50 minutes, and I'll start driving. And I'll avoid major highways, and I'll just, like, if I come to, a, like, a crossroad, I'll go, I guess I'll take a right now. And I just drive. And when the timer goes off, I type into the sat-nav the hotel. And then it just and then I just follow sat-nav to go back to the hotel. It's kind of cool. It's it's kind of odd you call it sat nav. I don't know if anyone calls it that anymore. Right? What is it? The Waze or the GPS in your your phone? Google Maps. You know, just whatever. You, you know, one of the things I feel like was part of the charm, at least to me, of those of like driving late at night sometimes was, and I know you're like, oh fucking course was radio, oh, like yeah. live radio, uh-huh. which isn't a thing really at all. Unless you're in like a big market, yeah. But like I, it was part of the it was part of the ambiance, you know. Ninety nine X, yeah, yeah. Just the just yeah, just the times. Like so, I I think a movie that actually captured that pretty well, even though it wasn't of our time, is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did oh yeah, a really good job of that. Um, you know, just it really leaned hard into having the radio be the be the. Uh, well, like, listen, the soundtrack, like, 90, like, I think, like 99 I think that, X, yeah. we had live bands, didn't we? Every like, now they had, and then. They would have, they would have, like, live concerts on air. Sometimes, well, yeah. I mean, they did the, they did the free concerts for a bit. Right, but I mean, like, on air, they would have, like, I remember they had Stone Temple Pilots on air. They had, um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> Gavin Rosdale. What was his Bush? name? Uh, Bush. Bush. They had Bush. Um, they had. Uh, they did stuff like that all the time, though. They yeah. would have like music Midtown. Like they, like Nine Nine X, was a legitimate radio station. 
our junior senior year of high school i mean there were i mean there there were a lot at the time i think it just 99x kind of spoke to our generation a little more because that's just the the age they were pointed at but i mean like even but thinking still, about they were legitimate they were legitimate radio stations. sure yeah i mean of course they were they were they were a powerhouse they were they were the premier alternative station for pretty much a whole half of the country you know that, that was what all you know basically what happened there ended up being replicated all throughout the usa um they had a formula that just worked right and you had other x type uh type stations that popped up all over the place but i mean like just think about the fact i mean fox 97 you know if you're talking about oldies back Good in the day like great oldies yeah fox 97 yeah that that whole shit man like it was just knowing that you could punch to these different spots on the dial definitely added to the ambiance like it was just and you didn't even know it at the time and oh, yeah oh, the yeah. stations were all perfectly programmed like you said 99 next to us at the time 96 rock was the dad like this is more like this is more of a classic rock thing, yeah. but you're also going to get like sports talk a little bit, and you might get like the Falcons on Sunday or maybe the Braves through the week or something like that. And you had right. Magic, we had Magic 102, we had Magic 102, which was like Kenny G. It's like for the moms, soft rock, yeah, yeah, stuff for the moms. You had a uh, Bulldog 103, of course. You had a uh, um, 95.5 The Beat. Right. Yeah, ninety-five-five. The beat was yeah. That was it. Was that's that was like huge. if the party needed to be crunk, if there were girls around, and you needed you needed to change things up a little bit. Wait, there were girls around. Is, is, <laughs> is, isn't that what Fox ninety-seven became? Didn't it turn into ninety-five-five? The beat. Yeah, yeah. Like it switched, and then they moved the down to ninety-five-five. Right. Uh, yeah. Right? Th there was no. So WGAU was uh, was ninety-five-five, and it was a country station. And then that turned okay. into uh, the beat. Fox ninety seven turned into classic Hot rock. 97. No, no, it turned oh. into classic rock and became the river. Um, That's right. That's it became right. the river, and then ninety six rock kind of kind of started going head to head with ninety nine X. Turned into Project nine six one. Ninety nine X went away. Um, it just it basically it turned into whatever companies had uh, mm -hmm. radio stations. And usually in a big market like Atlanta, you've got two bigger companies like Cox and Clear Channel at the time right. that were like, all right, they have 99X. We need something like that. So we're going to start Project 961. And that's, Wasn't Cumulus in Atlanta too or no? Yeah, Cumulus. Cumulus, well. yes. Cumulus was in Atlanta. So so Cumulus is actually who owns 99X. I'm sorry. So Yeah. But, yeah. but Cox was there and so was uh, Clear Channel. Cox was there. Cox By the way, if you haven't had your drink yet because we've talked about radio, you're behind. Yeah. Oh, I've just been sipping on this <laughs> the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, no, listen. I'm going to grab a drink radio, while you guys talk. Go ahead. Radio was in its final death throes in our generation. Like, it died... It died. It died when we stopped. We, we turned around and it died. But like in a weird way, was radio kind of at its peak, but also about to die? Yeah, no. Like it died in a. If if anything, if I was ever in industry, I would want to die like radio did, because it it had this flourish, this amazing flourish, and then just went. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to ask. I want to ask Jeremy's opinion on that. Oh shit! Sorry, Lopez. 
I want to ask. No, no. Uh-oh. Question. Uh-oh. Whatever. Oh, no. Whatever. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. I called you the J word. Oh, shut up. Um, Just fucking tell yeah, your story. Yeah. <laughs> Jamona. Uh, um, so this what we so this is as far as we got on a radio discussion while you were gone. But uh, I think this is an interesting point that I just thought of um, because I never really thought about it. Radio, in a way, was at its peak and about to die at the same time when we were in high school. Yeah, middle and high school. Because the creativity that was coming out of that was through the roof. And it was also about to just suddenly die a death. Well, and if you think about it, it's because it was at a certain point where there were equal parts. Um, there were equal parts, big companies with several clusters and independent radio stations in the mix. So you were like 50, 50. Sometimes you were listening to an independent station. Like, um, like it, at the time when we well, were in middle it's school, it's all traced to, it's all traced to the legislature that was passed because it used to be that in order for you to own a radio station, you had to be local. So if I owned 99 X, I had to live in the Atlanta area. Right. And then they repealed that legislation. So then a big conglomerate in New York could own 99 X yeah. or clear channel could own all these different radio stations and then do the programming all identical and thus then radio died. And well, and that changed everything, right? Cause you lost the flair because what, what's happening? Like they are going to take something, they are going to make it, um, what make it something that works by, by, by focus group, right? It's something they're like, we know this is going to make money. That's why as soon as, you know, when you see a radio station flip, it's because it wasn't making money or because they were, you know, they've lost their ass on it. Um, so in the time of, you know, at, at, in middle school, Bulldog 1037, where we worked at one point, where we worked at one point later, mm-hmm. was not even, it was, it was an independent station. It wasn't owned by any kind of company. It was just a bunch of guys got together and bought a radio station and, and started it, right? It used to be on Millage, used to be like right near downtown. Right. It used to be a bitch to actually get tuned into um, because it had a shitty signal. Um and then it got bought by a slightly bigger company, still independent, not one of the bigger co- corporations. And then while we were there, it got bought by a bigger company. So um, they just slowly got gobbled up. And as that gobbling happened, then you started losing that individuality. You start stopped losing that thing that made the station what it is. So it just kind of turned into a shell of itself um, where it was like it was only it was only that station in name more than it was personality, you know, and we jumped in there, you know, we kind of came through middle and high school as that was dying out and unfortunately tried to get in and, and, and do something with it. And it just, once, once they've got an idea of what's going on, you don't really have any choice, you know, unless you got right, millions so of I've, I've mentioned this in front of Lopez, but I've never talked to you about it sheets. But so like if I win the lottery and I've mm-hmm. got $6 million, Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take uh, six million dollars. I'll take uh, and guarantee you and Lopez uh, three million dollars over three years. Mm-hmm. And you guys got to put out uh, a show three times a week. Yeah, yeah, you'd sign up for that, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, right. And then after three years, who gives a fuck what happened, right? 
But like you you would only want that show three days a week. What you you thinking you'd do more than that? You're hitting me with a what a million dollars a year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can do I can do five <laughs> days a week. Five days a week, he says. <laughs> yeah. Three times on Sunday. <laughs> Shit, I mean, I'll give you three twelves if you want. <laughs> No, I think yeah, I think that'd be really cool. And like, I've had a similar thought. I was like, I was like, man, if I ever won the fucking lottery, you know what? I'm I'm like I'm talking like fuck you money, like yeah, when, of course. When, when Mega Millions and Powerball and shit, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 hundred million dollars. You want a hundred million dollars? I'm talking like crazy amounts of money, right? Where you shit money down the drain and it doesn't fucking matter, you know. Sure. Within reason, you can't go and fucking eat your well, no. ass on fucking, you know, GameStop stock. No, but $100 million. If you take $100 million yes. and you lose $10 million, so you still have $90 million. I've had the thought. I'm like, you know what? If I if I were to have fuck you money and it was something like, yeah, it was operated at a loss, but it's only like fucking a million dollars a year where ultimately it's never going to fucking matter. Right, I, I would fucking do a radio station in a heartbeat. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'd buy a radio station, even if we operated at a loss. If like we're yeah. an annual loss of a hundred thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. I can do that for ten years. Ten years at a hundred thousand dollar annually is a million dollars. I'm like, I'm willing to just throw a million dollars into a hole for ten I'd years. Do it. <laughs> I'd fucking do it. And and like, and here's the thing. If you were to do it in Athens, all you have to really do is kind of get buddied up with the fucking university or at least be able to have some kind of something where you can do events. Yeah. And I mean, you're sold then. I, it would be neat to see the classic radio station concert. Like that's something we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Like where you had the classic t-shirt, you had like the the Bulldog 103 t-shirt, right? That you gave away at the concert the, yeah. to the first hundred people through the gate, and it had like the list of bands on it. Oh yeah, you were always jealous of the people who had the ninety nine X Big Day Out shirt, right? The Big Day Out shirt, yeah. Bulldog wasn't going to do that. Well, no, but no, I'm just that saying, requires like, some creativity. But some fuck you money having that kind of fuck you money at a radio station. Sheets one hundred and three. Shit yeah. Sheets. Yeah yeah. Shit yeah. Shit yeah, man. <laughs> um, I do that in a heartbeat. We've had like so many things that we've we've run across. I mean, there there are there are things we can do to do things like a radio station. It could never be like a radio station, but we've we've done some live stuff with internet radio. We've talked about doing an anchor because now you can do uh, you can do an anchor exclusive podcast, and you can use the entirety of the Spotify album or the Spotify uh, catalog. Um. So I mean, there's there's things you can do, you know. We did, or uh, yeah, we did talk about an idea one time for a podcast episode. I don't think we've ever talked about this. I could be wrong. That was just I, I just thought it would be funny, where the podcast episode was just us doing an episode of the Sunday Night Alternative, mm-hmm. but now, yeah, like just that we've still been at the station. Bulldog one zero three seven is still a thing, and we do a we do a, a an episode of the Sunday Night Alternative, all the old bits, and you know whatever. Yeah, I'm- <laughs> I would like to see what a modern day, like I know that there's no such things as music videos anymore, but like a modern day Beavis and Butthead, like 
two a- two assholes. No, like two assholes like browsing YouTube together. That's what it was. And they, then they did a new Beavis and Butthead where they watched YouTube clips and like clip and uh shit from reality shows. That's they gotta stole, work. They, they stole your idea by like five years. God damn those assholes. <laughs> I want royalties now. <laughs> they traveled in time and took that shit. They listened to this. They were yeah. like, oh fuck, we gotta do yep. that. Let's go back. Mike Judge, yep. let's go back. God that's what I, that's what always I, I kind of hate about um, having a good idea because someone else already had it. Like it's the worst. Well, the whole thing of like, oh, are we ever gonna invent time travel? Well, a time traveler hasn't shown up as far as we know, so well, no. So my theory about time travel is the time travel into the past does not exist because if it, if it existed, we would already see evidence of someone traveling that's, from the future into saying. the past. So time travel only is available to go to the future, not to go backwards. So but, wait, so wait, wait, you can't. So how do you get back? You get back? You can't return? You can't go you back can't to the future? Back. You can't come back. Okay, so you're gone, so, you're gone. So I'm saying time travel is... So time travel will always and forever be in one direction, and that is forward. So me and you are tra- traveling through time now. As every second ticks past, we travel through time. And there might be a way to travel faster through time and go ahead of time. But I have a different, state, a different situation for you to think about, okay? So you know how they have a wagon wheel on TV and or you'll see it being filmed and you'll see the wagon wheel the spokes aren't moving because the frame rate and the speed of the wheels just so happens to match up perfectly right yeah okay so then if we speed the tape up a little bit the wheels will move or if we slew it slow it down a little bit the wheels will move the other way around okay so now theoretically let's say i have a spaceship that can travel at the speed of light here we go so I'm going at the speed of light away from Earth, and I've got the perfect telescope, the perfect telescope. So if I happen to be traveling exactly at the speed of light and I look at Earth, then the light that I'm going to be seeing off of Earth, Earth is going to be traveling at the exact same speed that I'm traveling. Earth. So it's going to be like a single frame of a motion picture. So if I'm traveling slower than the speed of light, then I will see the frames slow down to one direction. Or if I have travel faster than the speed of light, I can see the frames speed up in a different direction. So we can travel through time, forwards and backwards, but only as an observer and never as someone who can interact with time. Well, and you know, you you're kind of touching on something that that was touched on when when I was in physics in college, like the further you move away from something at a certain speed, technically you are time traveling because if you were to come back at the same speed, time will have passed, but you will not have gotten older. Like it's there, there, there is a string theory about that. Sure. But here's the thing. If it was possible, we would already have bumped into a motherfucker who did it. Would we? Cause because if you were going back in time, why would you not go back to 2020? Maybe someone did, and that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? Are you saying that the coronavirus is actually <laughs> from the future? No. No. Marty, Marty, it's your kids. 
It's your kids. The 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 picture's fading in my hand. Um, I don't know, man. I I just don't. I don't. The radio. Would you? I mean, do you think if you had enough fuck you money, could you make radio cool again? I think you could make radio cool again to a select amount of people. Yes, I don't think you could make it cool for new for for younger people. I just don't think it would happen. So if you were if you were to take your fuck you money, yeah, what market would you focus it on? Like Nashville? It would have to be a large concentration of people our age. I think. Atlanta, Nashville, LA. Atlanta, Nashville, Asheville, like you'd have to do but if you're talking about a big well, um, I mean it's fuck you money. So if, what, if it's what fuck you money you you? Well, if it's fuck you money and you need the most people, you go to you go to one of the number one and two places, New York or LA. So you think you could do it in LA? You reach the most people. But if you got fuck you money, it doesn't matter if you can do it, right? Like that's what you gotta think about as well. Like Right. Does it matter if you can do it if it's fuck you money? Like I think that's the that's what you're thinking about at, the, at that point. It's like, well, I'm right, really but, just. But then out you, to- but but don't we? I mean, it's like that's the cliche, right? Is that like money is what ruins shit, right? The capitalism, capitalism and greed can ruin some shit. Absolutely. So if you're not wanting, you know what I'm saying. So like, if, if it's not, so yeah, if you have enough fuck you money, so that it's no longer. So you're now at a point where capitalism isn't taking place. You don't care if it makes money or not. It's fuck you. Right. Well, that's so, why. So that's that's you're giving it its best opportunity to work at that point, aren't you? Don't we agree on that? Uh, for sure. Well, that's why Elon Musk can operate at the level he operates at, right? He cannot give a fuck. You know, he can he cannot give a fuck. Jeff Bezos cannot give a fuck like because they've got they can they can try out whatever little project they want. If it yeah. fails, it fails. They don't give a fuck. They can make an atomic clock that's in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, great, you now have the most accurate clock. Yeah. So okay. if, it, if it's fuck you money, I think you get the best content because the best content always comes from people who don't give a shit, right? That's why I've never, um, you know, I, I've put pressure on myself about this show or about my stream or whatever. Like, Would but- you put more pressure, though, if someone if someone invested in you? If someone with fuck you money said, I want to give this guy a chance. I, I think it would depend on the parameters of the agreement. Would that change? Would that change? Like, like look, look, we don't even have to talk about podcasts. We could talk about Twitch, right? Where like, any like kind guys of crypt, like, yeah, like guys, like guys on Twitch, they get like these million dollar contracts that they get signed, and those are like few and far between, sure. Mm-hmm. But if somebody with fuck you money saw you on Twitch, enjoyed what they saw, and they said, "Here's a million dollars," yeah. Make your stream is I mean, like, how does that change how you stream? If now all of a sudden you're getting paid a million dollars a year to stream? Um, it well, no, it doesn't it doesn't change. I mean, obviously it'll change the frequency at which I stream, but like it, I mean, obviously you would quit your day job at that point, I would imagine, and you would I mean a lot of other lifestyle changes would happen. I think I think the thing that would change was would be like I would be able to take more chances to do different things. Um, I think that right now what the, what the constraint is for me, it would be like time, right? It's not really money because I've already bought all the equipment and I have it ready to go. Right. It's in front of me. Are you, just... is it viewership? Like if you had that fuck you money coming at you, mm-hmm. then you would have that fuck you promotion and then you could play whatever game you wanted or do whatever you wanted. And you weren't much about viewership. Um, 
I mean, I guess like, yeah, you could just do, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Like, again, it would depend on what they're, you know, if someone's funding you a million dollars, like what's their expectation out of it? Are they, are they looking to gain anything or they're just like, here's a million dollars, do what you want. I'm not looking for an outcome from this. Well, that's like Sheets. I said, you know, I was going to pay him a million dollars a year over three years for three times a week. And Sheets like three times a week. Fuck you. I could do five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like being paid that kind of money, like, so the, the, the question now is not that you have fuck you money sheets, but someone with fuck you money is paying you to do something. Okay. Well, and, and, and then not necessarily so, even okay, paying you so. to, not like paying you to stream or paying you to podcast, not like paying you to do something like drive him everywhere or, or fluff his kitten. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know about fluffing kittens, but what I will say is like, it well, then gives you fluffy, it, then, right? well, well, and then it, what it does is it takes, it takes the pressure of like, okay, I can do this and not have to worry about anything else. I like, I don't have to worry about, do I need to wake up for work tomorrow? Right. Cause now I'm doing, doing what I want. So that's that creative, that creative lease that you have now is way wider than it was when you had to work in a 40 hour a week job. So you think you would be more creative if you were paid more money to do what you're doing? If I was getting, if I was getting paid, like even if I was getting paid what I make at my day job, I think my creativity would be a lot wider because if I didn't have to worry about going to work the next day, I could spend more time editing video, you know, putting elements into things, customizing the studio in different ways, just, you know, paying, paying editors, paying artists, paying you know people to do art and, and all that stuff for me to, to to do little scenes and stuff like that like you'd have way more you'd have so much more at your fingertips at that point but now you're talking about taking this wealth that's given to you and then sharing it 100 percent, yeah i mean you you need you need the support in order to put out the quality it just depends on what your vision is some people just that's would not love very to capitalist of you that's that's <laughs> not very capitalist of you. Come on. but but here's the thing like some people are just fine to kick back and they're just chatting streamers, you know, or they're, they're just podcasters who sit there and talk to themselves. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Very, very low budget. So my idea of what I would do if I was getting paid a million dollars, um, to, to, to just stream, um, is very different than from say, uh, my buddy fudge who has been on here before. Or or Bill Burr or you know someone like that. But do like, we do all right? So then my other question, I guess a follow up would be: audience would be more valuable than monetary. Um, to me, as far as streaming goes, audience is very valuable because that that's that's not the, just streaming, just 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 creating in general, being a creative person, whether you're making art or you're painting. Yeah, you want people to come to your art show. You're a podcaster. You want people to listen to your podcast. You're a streamer. You want people to watch your stream. Mm -hmm. You're an author. You want people to read your book. Whatever it is that you're creating, yeah. the uh, The audience is, I think, right more important than the monetary. Um, I think the audience is important if they if it if it. If I mean, obviously, the audience brings monetary. If it if it strikes them, like I've always kind of gone at any of my content of just like, well, I, while I might be tempted to change this or that because maybe it would bring in a person or two more i'm more apt to just leave it like it is and do the thing i want to do and have people find it but you still want people to find it at the end of the day right i mean you do 
But like again, well, if I could tell you, do you, would you rather make more money or reach more eyes? And reach. when I say reach more eyes, I'm talking about like you you want to reach the same the the community that you have built. Uh huh. God bless you, man. You've done an amazing job at it, and the community that you've built. And Sheets has built his own community as well, which mm. is just as impressive to me. The communities that you've built have those quality viewers that you want. They do, yeah. And it has it has viewers you don't want, but it has those quality viewers that you want. I think so I'm saying I think more would important. Would you want more quality viewers or would you want more money? Um what what would be more more important? What would be more important? So I mean do you do you limit your growth with the money though? Well no, obviously. Or do you more, just continue on the growth pattern you're already on? Yeah, yeah. More money, obviously more viewers means more money. Obviously. But I'm saying like What's more, and when I say more money, I'm thinking like, let's say that this is your job. Let's say that streaming or whatever creative outlet that you have is making the same amount of money that you're making as your day job, mm -hmm. right? It's it's supporting you and your family, and you're fine with it, right? And there are a lot of people that 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 creating is their day job. Mm -hmm. And like, if you ask them, or if you were one of those people. Would more quality eyes be important to you versus just getting paid more money? Like um, getting more 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 money per per views or getting getting paid beyond instead of getting paid enough to make your means, getting paid beyond your means, so to speak. I I would I I was I've always preferred quality eyes because because you have like I'd rather have five to ten. Five to ten people to come in and interact and hang out and actually push the push the conversation versus having a couple hundred people that aren't really adding anything to it. You know, I would love to see like the Colin show make like remember like uh, what was it uh, Adam the love, line. Uh, the love line with Adam Carolla right mm -hmm. and Doctor like that was an amazing Colin show. And the amount that's that's the thing is is that the amount of stuff in the background to make a good call-in show, right? Mm -hmm. To have a producer who can screen calls while you have a good guest who can keep a topic rolling and then get blindsided by a phone call and still keep going. I mean, that takes that's a lot of talent to do that in its in its own. The fact that Adam Carolla did it as well as he did it with Dr. Drew to me is more impressive about that show than anything else that those two guys have ever done. Well, and continue to do it. He went into morning radio after that. Like he was doing like a morning show in LA. Like he was doing a lot of, right. you know, a lot of, a lot more after that, just because he's a good talker. Like it's, it, it's very impressive. It's definitely a talent. Um, but, do, but then to have that live, like call in action, that changes. I would love I would love to see a call-in podcast or something along those lines, a call-in stream. And it's the problem with it is it would require it would require a lot of stuff in the background. Yeah. Hundred percent. You would need a producer. You would need someone someone helping you out. And like unless you got really good at it. Like there are some people who do streams where they take calls on Discord. They have a waiting room and they pull they pull callers in with them, you know, and talk to them. And then when they're done, they, they disconnect them. 
Right, but you need somebody screening phone calls. You, I mean, that's you need to know why someone's yeah, why someone's there. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's entertainment one on one. As a why are you? Calling? I don't know. I mean, she's how do you like? You've listened to a, a shit ton of radio. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's that call in. That call in thing is there is something to it, right? Like when you hear, all right, let's go to so and so in this town. Like it's there's just something about it, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's nice to hear possible differing opinions it's nice to hear the debate back and forth assuming it's just you know little banter and it's not bullshit fox news screaming shit or um, planet callers <laughs> well i mean like oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah yeah that was rush limbaugh or even uh yeah. i missed i missed yeah. both of those got big on their call-in shows sure well i mean stern ONA. Stern. i mean yeah but um I think that aspect of see, and that's sort of what I like about radio. That's why I like radio and I wish it was better because I like the, um, the it's happening live, the unpredictability, right? Yes. The unpredictability. I can edit any of this out if I wanted to, right? Well, like, like, would you like, would you like to the, like a Bill Burr Colin show or a Burt Kreischer Colin show? What do you mean? Or even like, or even like, like a podcast where they had a call-in show. I don't know if... Or even like uh, with uh, your mom's house. Like if your mom's house did a call-in show. I think that they could do... They could make it through. Like, But that's also something that's learned over time, right? Like sure, any, anybody yeah. with a great call-in show, they've been doing... They've been doing live radio for right. years and years. So like they've dealt with... They, they've learned how it's just like with stand up. You learn how to deal with hecklers. You learn how to do this stuff. So you learn, you know, and it's also having a good team behind the scenes, like a good. Well, producer that's like that's, that's where like, that like out. that's where I think a comedian could pull it off better than like, say, like this American life or something like that. Oh, probably. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's all in what you're comfortable with. You know, if you're used to doing crowd work, you're probably going to do all right with callers. But like that's. I would that's where like that's what I would like to I would like to be involved in producing like a call-in podcast. That would be fun. But then mm-hmm. having people, having that community and having those people to call in, like it was some of the best call-in shows I can think of. They never started off as a call-in show. Yeah. Like Rush, it was call-in Fridays. So, you know, he only had call-ins on Friday. Or, I mean, they're like, I miss was one day, one day a week starting out, if I remember right. What you got, Sheets? But like the beauty of, I think a call-in show working on radio versus a podcast is that sure you can be like, okay, well look on this day between this time, this is our topic. If you got anything to say, feel free to call in. But at least like on a, on a radio show, you have people calling in and other people are like, I can relate to this. I'm going to call right now. And you get sort of that spontaneity of like, Oh shit, that's me too. I'm going to call and, and, and talk about this. I, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll be a hundred percent with you. I think that's why Twitch works. I think that's why it works because people can tune in while you're streaming and they mm-hmm. can, they may not be calling and talking, but they are chatting with you in the chat. Like it's the, it's the so closest you can Do you think you, you could do get. a call in Twitch stream? I mean, I think, I think that that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. The delay on that. Well, that's I mean, there's a delay to on, be yeah. Well, that's the problem with this. That's the problem with this right here, right? Is there's a there's latency and delay between the three of us communicating, mm-hmm. and just that little bit 
takes away from the genuineness that I mean it takes away from the golden like the 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 juice the quan yeah of, well like a it, podcast when we're all together there's definitely a difference when me and sheets are sitting in a room you oh, know yeah. there's the definitely y'all are in a room it's it's unfair the rest of it should go home <laughs> it is and it's but it's all it, it and it's and it's always been like that but I think I think you get that by incredible chemistry and years of of knowing each other like that's sure yeah. that that helps a ton right um i love i love how humble he is though because <laughs> you go you go oh man if you guys are in a room together we should just go home and he's like you're absolutely right um, <laughs> but no like, no i, I don't this. think i don't think there is a radio duo that could outdo the two of you in any scenario i I'm, think the only reason the only reason the two of you don't do it for a living is because you weren't discovered and Bubba the Love Sponge was, or you weren't discovered and Howard Stern <laughs> was. I mean, you two, basically, if you two were born a decade earlier than when you were born, you would probably, you probably would have been not Atlanta, but at least like LaGrange. Valdosta, LaGrange. LaGrange. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jacksonville. Augusta. All Augusta, right. Oh, I, t- yeah. I take Jacksonville. Um, well, but the reason, the reason why I do, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I jumped on that and I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I definitely feel that is because I know, like, I just, you can just tell when it works well, you know, the last, what we did one together was the last one we did together live. Was that the one we were on the quote unquote boat? The one you were on the boat? The yacht? Oh, yeah. The soda is so um, genuine. I, th- I don't know no. if that was the last one. Or Y'all have been together this. since then, but no, the the yacht one was. I don't even. How did that happen? I, now I want some behind the scenes. Whose idea was it that you were on a boat? It was sheets. Me. It was Maybe sheets. I was, just, I was listening to so much yacht rock. Well, did he, you just say YouTube on a boat? Well, he he <laughs> yeah he basically was like, wouldn't it be cool if we were just like, what if we just like because we were talking about yacht rock. He was like, wouldn't it be cool if we were on a boat and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was like, I mean, I could look and see if there's like just boat sounds. I don't know. And then there, <laughs> there was, was, there was like, there was like a 10 hour, 10 hour boat. Yeah. <laughs> it's on a yacht. So we just put that on, but because I don't know if he edited it out, but there's one point where he has to change. He had to fast forward. It got something weird happened with the sounds <laughs> yes, it and did. he had to fast forward. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I just think in person obviously works a shit ton better. But I mean, if you're talking about delays with callers, I mean, we've seen that work. Satellite radio delays are terrible. Like you're talking about like a good thirty seconds to an hour, not hours, thirty seconds to like oh a my God. To 30, 30 seconds to like a minute of delay between what the listener's hearing and what and you know and what's actually happening in studio. I remember there was it was after they ruled that um you had to play the uh emergency broadcast things on satellite also i remember listening to ona one time and jimmy was telling a story and he got to and it's building up it's building up it's building up and the second the second he went for the big sell the big punchline of the whole fucking story the emergency broadcast thing kicked in and then it ended and you heard them all reacting and being like, Oh my God. Like, you know, and then it was like another minute and a half to two minutes before they got the feedback from fans via fucking pal talk or whatever that they, we didn't hear the punchline of the story because the delay was so long on satellite. 
I uh, I have a theory about that because I know what you're talking about. I'm pretty Do you sure. You think they did it on I'm purpose? I'm pretty sure that was a work. You think so? I'm pretty sure that was a work. I love it too. I I'm hope so. Almost one thousand percent sure. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I've there's di- nothing I love more than when radio works me. Not saying that I'm some supreme genius at all. When but any, like something anytime, like that, anytime entertainment at all gets one over on you. Mm-hmm. Really? Anytime, and- anytime when you were like, when all of a sudden you realize like I'm a fucking sucker. Well, you got any- me. Like. You got anything me. that gets me for suspension of the disbelief thing, like, yeah. th- and that's that's one of the reasons that I absolutely loved Phil Hendry's show because I bought right in like every other dumb fuck that's ever <laughs> like bought like not got the joke immediately, um, and I think that's part of the reason that I still love professional wrestling like I do oh, because yeah. when when they can get you to suspend your disbelief for just a moment. It's still really fun to watch when when That's you're not insulted. Point. That is when, the point of it. When you're not insulted by the company. No, that's the point of it. The whole point is it's it's a farce, and you're in on it. I mean, yeah. I think I've told this before. Not that it matters. I still remember when I when I realized that I got got by Phil Hendry. He had some he had some uh, story he did where it was something like. Iran wants us to dismantle NASA because us going to space makes the rest of the countries in the world feel bad. And I bit, <laughs> I, I, I bit hook, line, and sinker. And I was like, this is fucking crazy that they would talk about this. <laughs> and then I remember one night I was listening and Phil went to go do a... went to respond. He either went to respond into his telephone or he went to... Um, talk as the character into the mic and it was he just fucked up and he went oh uh, uh and then he fixed it and i was like this motherfucker got me i yeah. I, I got got like i that was always the the fun fun part to me with phil hendry because so i, I did this phone thing but he'd get on the phone and be like <laughs> i'm it, he'd act like a female caller is like i can't believe that iran would want this i i, I don't we're America. Like we should be able to go into space if we want to. I don't care what the other, what the other countries think. He did it so well, right? He did it so well that you just and it was seamless. He would be because the caller and, back the, and, forth and the host. Him and the voice. Yeah. And then he had, and then you had the callers. Yeah. Going back to the beauty of this of well, the callers would call in and argue with his mm-hmm. quote unquote caller or his guest on the phone. Mm-hmm. That was just him. It was just him. It was genius. It was so good. Like uh, Rome. Jim Rome. Like Rome is Jim Rome. He had like this fanatic radio following. Like they had this annual call in where they would insult each other over the over the phone. Oh, me and Sheets would, would love to sit there and listen to Rome on the radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'd, that'd be one of the things because he would be on at night, right? Oh like yeah, he was a, he was a night he was night radio, and we would drive when we'd go out driving, like we talked about earlier. Like Rome mm-hmm. would be one of the things we'd put on. Mm-hmm. And he was oh, and he had a his community was so toxic. Yeah, that's that's the kind of. Well, I mean, one of the big things he's known for was his television show on ESPN two when it was the early days, the Deuce, right? And he um. 
kept insulting the quarterback, uh, Jim <laughs> Everett, favorite, by calling yeah. him calling him Chris Everett, the name yeah. of the female <laughs> tennis player. Yeah, and so he had him on, and he he kept calling him Chris Everett, and he's like, "I I guarantee you're not going to say it to my face." He's like, "I already did." And he's like, "Well, you're not going to do it again." He goes, "I bet I will." Before the end of the interview, he goes, "Okay." So he sit there for a minute, and he calls him Chris Everett again, and fucking Jim, Jim Everett flips the table. the table and pushes Jim Rome down. Oh, it's the best. It's a classic yeah. Rome. <laughs> classic. Yeah. Um, we don't. Where are those cowboys? Where is the modern? Where's the modern version of that? You oh. can't do that. Oh, I was going to say something. Else. <laughs> what? One died just like a month or two ago, right? Rush. Oh, Rush. Oh, yeah, well, no, yeah but no, yeah, no, but... no, not that. He Rush didn't do that. Rush was different. No, I Rush. Mean... Rush stayed behind his golden microphone. Yeah. And his pills, pill bottles. <laughs> I tell you what, Rush is what made my father conservative. Um, my father, my father was a liberal, and he was driving. He was driving six hundred miles a week for his new job doing sales, and he got turned on to listening to AM talk radio, listening to Rush Limbaugh, and then the Friday call-in shows where Rush would just own these dumbass liberals that would call in, and my dad was so entertained by listening to Rush just own these liberals, and all these sketch songs he would do, and how he made fun of Bill Clinton, and then, yeah, and then... Well, let me... Let then, me. Then, my, then my dad... The Rush had his own TV show late at night, it was like yeah. a like a eleven thirty TV show. Yeah, my dad would start watching that, and then Fox News, right, and Bill O'Reilly, and all that shit. And that's well, that's me... why that's why they all gave him the Congressional Medal of Freedom, and they're all their dicks got like super hard when he died because like he was he was the reason they all did it. Well, and it's, and, and it's let me crazy. Let me tell you about the effectiveness, and you know, Sheets can probably even. Uh, can probably even agree with me on this. Like the effectiveness of conservative talk radio is the mm -hmm. fact that you listen to it long enough, no matter what your viewpoint is, it will eventually eke into your, like it'll eventually just kind of eke into your psyche and you'll start like, like I'll, I'll tell you, for example, when I moved to Jacksonville to finish college, right? I worked at, I worked at a radio station down there part-time, but I would listen to, I, I, I was just missing talk radio at that point. You know, I was just missing it. And I was like, podcasts were a thing, but they were, you know, it was a little bit more of a process. You had to download it's it, still, put it on your iPod. It's still not the same though. It's still not the same. Right, right. But, but like there weren't as many to pick from for, for, for the most part. Like it was still a very new thing at the time. So if you want talk radio, you, you either paid for satellite, which I couldn't afford at the time. Um, or you listen to whatever was on and I would listen to conservative talk radio and because it's easy. They're a dime a dozen. You can find them anywhere. You can find them anywhere. I don't care where you're at. And, and, and there was one day where I was like listening to it and I was like, I found myself like nodding along with like nodding to something that I was kind of like, that's fucking terrible. But I, like at the same time it was making sense in my head. I was like, this is poison. Like I literally, I just had to turn it off. I was like, this is fucking terrible. And and sheets. I remember at one point you were like kind of a Neil Bortz fan. Yes. You, yeah, I listened to Bortz at one point. You had you you listened, listened to, to him a lot. You had books. Read the book. Like yeah, like, read the book. And and like it was, but now like 
I know obviously he got way more extreme toward the end of his career yeah. than uh-huh. than what than when you were listening to him, but he was still it was still the same general message, you know? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but he did the same thing. He was the same guy as Rush Limbaugh. He was like, I'm just he just talking about it in a different way, right? Yeah. And um, not not as I, I feel like Rush was even more toxic than Bortz was. Bortz was toxic, don't get me wrong. Sure. But I feel like Rush was much much more toxic. Well, and Bortz, like at the time Until the end. Until the end. Yeah. Um, at the time when when that kind of was striking you in the right in the right fashion mm-hmm. was right after nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was right along in that time period between two thousand one and two thousand three. So everybody mm-hmm. was a little more apt to be like, if you're talking about Patriot shit, I want to hear it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like before we Pretty realized, much, yeah. you know, how much, you know, we're having our fucking, you know, the wool pulled over our eyes kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was it was easy to do at that time. But it's also like it goes to show you you can you can hang out in someone's stream, you can watch someone's YouTube videos, you can watch you can listen to someone's radio show or watch someone's TV show. If you watch it long enough, you you have the ability to be influenced by it. Absolutely. So well, now what? it's now it's the algorithm though, because sure. now now the the internet is set up that it wants to make you look at more. Right. So it shows you this one thing and you show interest, and it's like I want to see it more, and it shows you a different thing and you show interest, and I want to show you more. And it, it's just gonna keep dogpiling on top of you to make you look until all of a sudden you believe the earth is flat. Or you, sure. you believe that or you believe that uh that, that the vaccine's gonna 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 change your DNA. Or yeah. Or, <laughs> or that there's microchips in the vaccine. I or mean you believe that porn stars can reform. I don't know. Yeah, well, Can I tell you that's the strangest thing is seeing Sasha Gray and all these other porn stars that I grew up with having their own YouTube yeah. and their own Twitch, and they're trying to be like legitimate and like not talk about the fact that you can go on the internet and see them get plowed, like just <laughs> absolutely disrespected, and then they're like trying to be legitimate, and you're like, I I want to respect you, I do, but everyone's looking at you because of this other stuff. Right? I mean, that looks delicious, by the way. <laughs> that is Lomo Saltado. Oh, you asshat. From the Peruvian restaurant. What were you about nice. to say, Sheets? You had something. It was just, it, it sparked something that I had thought about the other day. I don't think I've brought this up on the on the, on the the uh, podcast before. I might have. I don't think so. Um, you mentioned the other day, like after high school and all that, and how yeah, nine eleven happened, and everyone was sort of more more sort of like, oh yeah, patriotism and you know anything for to, for safety. Yeah. Um, but it was a thought I had that okay, so nine eleven happened. To, it, in my mind, I sort of view nine eleven as the official end of the nineties. Agreed. Because Absolutely. after that, everything was just like different like completely different like you can see it even in like the media and stuff it was a like, clear so we're it saying, just changed we're, yeah it so was we're a saying clear that chapter. we're saying that september 10th 2001 is still in the 90s well it's just it, it's I, I'm, I'm i'm allowing that i just want to yeah, clarify that's what you're saying that's the, what i'm saying the same way I'm like okay music videos in 1981 82 are still the 70s in disco yes yes yeah, yeah. okay 
Yeah, I, I can agree with that. It's a it, it provided a very clear line. Like there there's is a definitely very... pre and post. Yes. Just like just like I think once we get like ten years away from this, mm -hmm. there will be a pre pandemic, post pandemic type of feeling. Mm -hmm. You could say you could Most say definitely. You could say that you know, I mean, even though by number it did, but like it was clearly the end of the decade. Like it was bookmarked yeah. really hard. Very hard. <laughs> like book ended, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> right? Like if this is if this is a four part miniseries, that's the end of one of the major parts. Yes. Yeah, you're changing the VHS cassette right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just sort of like if you look at music videos, like there's a clear difference. I miss music videos. Yeah. But like it, there's a clear difference pre and post of just like that nineties enthusiasm kind of thing. Yeah. Wasn't there anymore because we had been punched in the mouth and we should have seen it coming, but we didn't. And now we were just really defensive and sort of shitty. We Shittier. definitely, got, we, def we definitely got the spoon slapped out of our mouths. Yeah. Well, like it, we were living high on the hog and yeah, like pulled the heat out fucking gasolines, 89 cents a gallon. Like uh, you got, you got no concerns. None. You you drove. You just drove all night. Yeah, you exactly. The the, the I mean, overarching... your favorite one of your favorite songs was Deftone. Be quiet and drive. Be quiet and drive. And that song, all that you can't tell me that song is not about driving. Right. In the middle of the night with your with your buds. Yeah. With the windows rolled down. Feels like it, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, also think about the fact that. They were giving just about anybody a house as as a person who was nineteen years old when they got a house. <laughs> like mm -hmm. they they were just it, it was everything and was you, on the up. You can't tell me you don't regret that investment though, man. No, I don't. But I was one of the fortunate ones that was able to have someone to to get me that I didn't didn't want to just screw me over in the in the deal, right? Like I got I got a good deal on what I did. Um, I wish I had I wish I had invested my money as early on as you did. Um, well, I mean, but I think, do you agree sheets or? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he invested <laughs> in that house. I mean, like he, he jumped the gun. He was way far ahead of either one. But look, that, that well, he also had the ultimate, the, the beauty of the, the, the biggest scam ever. And I mean, scam in the greatest way. <laughs> you had people living in the house. So your, your cost out of pocket was nothing. Mm. No, but he, he was he was playing the game. We weren't. I'm saying I didn't. It, it, it was fantastic. I didn't make a full payment on the house until how long have I been married? Until about five years ago. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it's you know you sent something to our chat earlier today. Um, it was it was actually the chat that we have with our wives sheets. Um, and I was, I was looking the at health was, thing? the health thing and I was like, holy shit, like a national study. I'm going to just read the, read the headline. National study shows the health is declining in generations X and Y compared to previous generations showed poorer physical health, higher levels of unhealthy behaviors such as alcohol use and smoking and much more anxiety and depression. <laughs> Whatever. So not only are we the first first generations to not earn more than our parents, 
uh, uh, on average. I'm just I'm not saying everybody, yeah. but this is where it starts going downhill. Yes, um, we're we're also the ones the, the first ones to probably start ticking back on that old health, uh, that old uh, life expectancy. I've I've been having <laughs> these horrible I've been having these horrible thoughts where like over the past three years there have been these events in my life where like drastic things have happened and there were no consequences. Mm-hmm. Oh, like there was a Thanksgiving I was driving home and I fell asleep at the wheel and drove off the side of the road mm-hmm. and like nothing happened to my truck. A couple of scratches. I had to get it towed out. Cost me some money, but I at the end of the day, this. I seem to recall this at the end of the day, it was like, everything was fine. And then like, I've had other incidences where I've like cut my thumb off with a table saw or I've burned the shit out of my hand driving down the road. All nine or, fingers. Or I mean, like, That's right. like there's been these situations where I'm convinced that dying is just turning the lights out. And at any point in time, and these like uh, these incidences I can think of, like the lights could have easily just been turned out, and mm-hmm. like that had been the end of it. Yeah. Well, and you don't want to think about it, but because it, it's horrible. I mean, you're leaving you're leaving all these people that love you behind. You're leaving this big hole, and you're leaving this this divot, and in, in, in the world, and people will get over you, and you'll be forgotten about. Sure, whatever have you. But at the end of the day, it's just it's it's over. There's nothing else you can do about it. And it's it's like, do I want to die? No. But if it happens. I hope it happens really, really fast, and I don't realize it's happening. But like, is that is that? I, I want to be. I want to be. I want to be like, oh fuck, am I dead? Like I want it to be like that. But is like, that? I don't want to. Re- what? Go ahead. Is that realization? Um, is that calming, or does that make you? Does that make you more stressed out? It makes me not worry about dying, because when it happens, it's going to be done and over. Like I don't know how much you know you've listened to any of Kevin Smith's podcasts when he talked like where he's talked about yeah 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 I've, you know. I've listened to some of that like where he had like this near death experience with his heart attack like the Widowmaker and he lived and because he lived he changed his complete lifestyle so that he could live more and I can respect that well in particular and I can I can be like I can respect like facing facing something where like you're fat and you're gonna die and you change your lifestyle and you become thin and you live longer. Well, I'm even talking about in particular where he's like realizing you're at the precipice of life, right? You're, you're, you're like looking over the cliff and he's, he was talking about how there was like, when you, where you think you'd be fucking terrified, like, Oh my God, I'm about to fucking die. Like, cause he, he, he went into that surgery to fix his, to fix his heart. Right. Right. And they were like, well, there's a chance you're not once we put you to sleep, you might not come back out of this. And he was saying like throughout his life, thinking about his death, like you would think it'd be the most terrifying thing, but he realized like it was the most calm he'd ever been because he was just kind of like, like you said, you realize the lights just go out, right? The lights just go out and you're just not here anymore. Um, like if, if, if there's an afterlife, that's fine, but I'm not here anymore. I'm at the afterlife. So lights go out. Like this stops. This this ceases to to be. Mm-hmm. The, there there is there comes a point where there is no more. Right. And the way the I way that it cut off when you said no more 
was kind of funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I I would be I would be fine with the fact that like if I just I just hope that it's a surprise to me. I would love to be like, oh shit, did I die? Um, like I don't I don't want to I don't want to be an old man and see it see death coming at me. There's so many different variations to that, right? Like Right, but I mean, I think that I think the 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 benefit of being like, fuck, I wasn't ready. Like that's of course that's the that's the I'm I'm the most ready when I'm not ready. Just to be done, just light soft, just over, yeah. move on to something new. And it's it's whatever that new thing is. If there's nothingness happening, nothingness. And it's out of my control and I I'm, I want to be there for the people that I love and I want to keep like right now is the best time of my life and I want to keep living it because god damn it's good god damn it's good let's keep having some great times yeah but, good times great oldies right Fox 97 uh, but but if it if it there's, ends there's the title of the episode good times great oldies yeah, I'm but right if it ends time. but if it ends it ends lights the light switch it's over yeah, and, and there's nothing that you can do. So there's people who live, um, who live feeling that way, right? Of was like, oh my god, one day this is gonna all be over. You know, I I go on vac. I've talked about this before. I go on vacation like that, where like I'm enjoying my vacation, but as soon as we get to the point of like there's two or three days left, it becomes at some point it turns into a countdown. I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be over in two days. This is gonna be yep. over in one day and four hours. Like you know, I start I start thinking about it like that. Um, and I think it's important to try to fight that. I've been trying to fight that more. Um, well, now you're looking at you're looking at a different dooms. Doom. You're like what? T minus five weeks, four weeks. <laughs> yeah, three four, weeks. Between four and five weeks away from having my first child. You, yeah. you have your own doom. It's a different doomsday. Wait, clock. wait, your first child. You're planning for more already. Well, I mean, of course it's, it's going to, well, no, it's going to, it's going to be my firstborn. Like I've never had a child before. I know, so I know. Um, but, but the thing, the thing is like, I've been oddly okay with for, for I feel like for years and, and my wife hates when I say this, but like, if I know I'm dying tomorrow, I'm, I'm kind of like, I did some cool shit. Like I, I did some cool shit. Like now I've got something. And I think that's very much a pre gonna be a dad Lopez you know because now I'm just kind of like all I've been thinking about is like oh what's this what's this new fucking person gonna be like right like <laughs> this new human being that's kind of like all I've been doing is daydreaming was like what's she gonna look like what's her attitude gonna be in my well, head I can't die now I can't die now because I I I gotta see the next season <laughs> right I gotta exactly. see the next episode you don't want I it to can't end. die I, I no, and I don't want this series to end before I die either yeah, we don't want them to cut funding to the series, no. right? You don't want the, we don't want, you don't want it to be canceled. Right. I don't want it to be canceled. No, um, no, this is a great show right now. Right, right. We're, we're we're Game of Thrones season one through four right now. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good. Great. So good. So optimistic. Um, <laughs> but like right now, I'm like all I've been thinking about is like, what's she gonna look like? What's her attitude gonna be like? I'm really hoping she's a grumpy, disappointed like kid like just kind of <laughs> just always looking at you like mm, God, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like i you have I, no idea man. i want that it's, i want a grumpy kid right um it's gonna what's gonna happen is it doesn't fucking matter it won't matter i know it won't um and it's that's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna like 
it takes you a couple of days to realize it happened. Mm-hmm. Like just like uh, like she's just talking about how like how you get got by the radio. Yeah. Like your kid's gonna get you. Yeah, I'm sure. And like a couple of days later, you're like, "Son of a bitch, that was a fucking trick." <laughs> like I've been, I've been had, I've been, I've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, um, s- s- swindled. <laughs> and yeah, you, you, it's because, and you realize pretty quickly that the the human mind allows you to fall in love with this lump of flesh. Yeah as fast as possible so that you don't bash it against a rock. (laughs) It is, it is like, and for the rest of your life, you're going to realize you're like, you know what? If I didn't love you, I'd have bashed you against a rock by now. (laughs) (laughs) But, but so, so, but going back to like, right to death, I, I used to, that's a great loop around. I used to be terrified of it, right? Like from the time of being 10 years old, like when I turned 10, it was like, oh shit, it's double digits. I'm going to die. Like I remember crying on my 10th birthday, right? Because I was like, nobody makes it out of double digits. I, yeah, exactly. Well, some people do, but nobody makes it out of double digits. Um, but like, honestly, it was, it was just kind of that realization of like, oh, this is finite because up until that point, until a certain point, I mean, it could be a different age for anybody. Right. But up until a certain point, like you have no, you're just like a a dog or a puppy. Like you're just living right. And, and it death, death, death is not something that enters your mind. I like things happen and you're trying to survive it. Right. You try to get through a pain, like, like a painful episode or you, you have an injury or something like that. But as a kid, you're not thinking about the fact that one day you're going to die unless someone's drilling that into your brain kind of thing. But mm-hmm. like, um, you know, we all have that realization, but I kind of came out from that. Like there were times through middle and high school where I would think about it long enough and I'd get myself worked up about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think reaching the point of being like, well, I know th- the world existed for so long before I got here. Like, I think it's going to be fine. Like, and there's nothing you can do I, yeah. to stop it, right? Um, and there's there's nothing I can do to change the world so drastically that when I die, they're not going to miss me. Well, no, because everybody who's done that was a jackass and probably killed a lot of people, <laughs> right? Like it, 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 the one percent of the population that has had like incredibly profound movement on everyone else in the world. Like that's one, that's like one in a million. Yeah. And, and to think, and to think you're that person, like, I got a name like how, in mind. How, I got a name in mind. How small is your dick? How small is your dick? Or how big is it? Right. I got a name in mind. Genghis Khan. He killed a fuck ton of people. He changed he the way the fucking of, genome fucked, of the world works. He yeah. fucked a lot of people. He also yes. fucked a lot of people. Exactly. But that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Most likely. I, just, if, I, I would have a bigger dick if it wasn't for very rarely, if you were remembered hundreds of years, he had a small dick, and he spread the small dick around. Listen, like, 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 we would all have bigger dicks if it wasn't for Genghis Khan. Like, survival of the fittest and like natural selection would mean the bigger dick should win, right? Because like in like ducks, you have like these the, the ducks have like these corkscrew dicks because the duck vagina is like a corkscrew maze, right? Mm-hmm. And and but if if Genghis Khan hadn't figured out how to shoot motherfuckers off the back of a horse, his little pissant dick wouldn't have done shit. Hey, 
let me let me tell you something. We would have bigger dicks is all I'm There's, saying. There is something about the fact that if you killed so many people, the only way you could keep track of it is by cutting ears off and throwing them in a cart, right? <laughs> and you, so much so that you filled up wagons of ears. Like, that's Why how many you people you killed. Why would you keep track of it? How, how little dick energy is that to keep track of how many people you kill? Extremely little dick energy. But what my point is, is most My likely point is we would if have you're, bigger if, dicks if it wasn't for Genghis Khan. If you're remembered, if you are remembered hundreds of years from now, it's because you probably, in all likelihood, did something terrible. <laughs> you conquered what about Ron Jeremy. That's that's a big dick. That his name will be remembered for a long time. Mm. I mean, Ron Jeremy is an ass. I mean, he came out. He was like, "Me too." Uh, duh. <laughs> he made his living with a big fucking dick. Wait, I mean, like, it, it, most everybody else, like this Harvey Weinstein, like that is little dick energy. But like, come on, I'm not comfortable with the content. Oh. How much how, the, the 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 percentage of content that is now dick content on this podcast? <laughs> have we exceeded your expectations on dicks? We have hit the dick quota, I think. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying you exceeded my expectations. No. <laughs> Did we leave you fully satisfied? You expected satisfied? better dicks. <laughs> are you satisfied? Are, are you... <laughs> ten out of ten. Hit all walls. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I. You know what? Fair Dick. enough. Now I'm good. Right. Now I'm good. Yeah. You know what? Agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> I, I. I don't think so. I think we can agree to agree. Agree to agree. Okay, I got you. We're gonna agree to agree. And agree to agree. We're gonna agree to agree. We're gonna agree to agree. We're gonna we're gonna rub my greed next to your greed. Why did this turn into a fucking morning zoo? <laughs> I don't know. Ah, he's got the button. What um, are the buttons have you got? I got all kinds well, of buttons. Well he also has the fucking phone. It's a mystery. Oh, that's, that's it's a mystery. mystery. Um what my hope is for this, like I, 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 you know, I didn't want this to go terribly long, but it was to catch up with you guys. Um, what I really want, I'm doing, I'm doing great. What I, we, I think that we should do a 20 year high school reunion, and I think we should grab the yearbook, and you know that really shitty part of the yearbook that they paste in that has nothing to do with your high school, but has everything to do with what's going on. And two thousand two thousand one, yes. I think yeah. I think we I think we need to tear apart that insert. I'm down. I'm down. That's because that's what you want, isn't it? Like nothing but pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's that thing we, they sent to all to all the yearbook uh, companies. They're like, here's this yeah, prefabricated, yeah. you know, pre. You know the pages. Right. We 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 need to grab our senior not, year yearbook. They're not and the hit same that. size as the other pages. Right. They're smaller yeah, no. pages. They're, yep. they're pasted in there. They don't fold well. You can't read some of the text. <laughs> yeah, perfect. We're gonna we're gonna do that. I think we should totally in a couple of months hit twenty year high school union, pull out the yearbooks and 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 do that. Well, here's my hope, right? I'm obviously having a kid in about a month, but this summer, um me and the wife have been vaccinated. I know that the sheets have been vaccinated. Um yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you Banshee and your family will be, you know, good to go by this summer. Um, I would love to do an in-person together podcast. I would love to just sit 
somewhere nice outside if we want to. We'll come here in the studio or whatever. If we could figure out a way to get together and do it all in person and just to, just to feel what that's like mm-hmm. again. You so, know. so we're going to Florida is what you're saying. We hang, could hang out on the beach. Could be Florida. Could be Florida. Could be Georgia. I don't care. I, I really want... like the Floridian laws. These Florida. 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 Um, but Florida. I, I really, I, I do look forward to uh, 2001, a year in review. 2001, probably a year that people didn't, you know, not many people give a fuck about, but no. we do. Uh, what were you about to say, Shoots? So are we wrapping this up? We can. I think so. Doing? We can keep I going so. or we can wrap it up. No, I just, I, I, I was just, I looked at my phone and it made me think of something. What, um, what did you think of? I thought of, uh, what were your, what were your final thoughts on WandaVision? Oh, uh, and your, okay. and thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, if you've seen it. Can, can we have a slight spoiler WandaVision discussion? Yeah, go what for it. What do you mean? Okay. Like, we're like we're gonna have spoilers, or we need to avoid certain spoilers. I think we're gonna have spoilers here in the next five seconds. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. What I'll do is I'll edit in right. All right, so we're starting it here. I'm just I'm just notating the time. Notating the time. I think, I think when you edit this part, you should do a stupid bit where you call yourself on the phone on, on the phone and tell yourself that this is where the edit needs to go. <laughs> And then you put it in. Here it comes. I just, just not cover a ball. Hey, uh, Lopez Radio, we're uh, at two hours and seven minutes into the podcast, and we're about to have spoilers for WandaVision. You might want to edit right here. Does that work? Yeah, okay. that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> All right, so Wanda creates vision pure out of magic. And then Vision's corpse is reworked by the evil dude from the corporation that's not S.H.I.E.L.D., it's now S.W.O.R.D. Yes. And then now that one goes, and the two of them fight, and then they talk about the paradox of the Viking ship and how many parts or whatever and what Mm -hmm. have you. And if it's the original, yes. Right. And then Vision shares all of his memories with with the store bought with the the rebuilt vision mm-hmm. so then is now that vision now the vision and the I, flesh i mean that is that probably has all open, the memories that's probably open to your interpretation in my opinion that's exactly right but that's you got the vision yeah but you also have film. to think dude has just been flooded with a bunch of stuff he never experienced Right. And so that's I'm I'm assuming that's why he just flew off in the middle of things and and that was never explained because so, you would think he's got some issues to deal with now. And then also the what's her face the chick that played the other witch mm-hmm. Agatha Harkness like or Agnes Agnes yeah like that that actress Catherine Hahn like I think she killed it mm-hmm. yeah. obviously she was a uh, what's to her me. What's yep. her face? Olsen. Did you oh, know that? Yep. I didn't realize she was an Olsen twin sister. I knew that, but I didn't know. I haven't known it for a long time. I didn't make that connection. Oh my God. Her acting was amazing. And yeah. then that, that cat Dunning girl or whatever her name is. Kat, oh, Kat Kat Dunning, Dunning. Yeah. yeah. She, she was the right amount of sprinkles on this <laughs> ice cream Sunday. Can I say that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. yes. her. And then the other guy, the other uh, FBI agent, 
Um, Who, Jim Halpert? No, Jimmy, no, no, no. Jimmy Woo? Jimmy Woo, yeah. Yeah, Jim Halpert. Yeah. He, he nailed it as well. Like, I thought he was superb. The the right amount of sprinkles to this Sunday. And, the, and what I will say about this is that Disney, as opposed to Netflix, because Netflix were released the entire season just boom. Disney has us on that weekly schedule and like fucking crack addicts will get on it. But you know what I found my doing? I found I found myself skipping weeks. I found myself like I would skip a couple of weeks so that I could watch two or three WandaVisions back to back to back. I shit you not. Before we got on this this three way call to, to record this, Lopez and I discussed the exact topic of them doing the weekly releases. And I was talking about how I like it because it it gets time for the theories and people getting hyped and like you're all experiencing it at it's the, the same water time cooler. just about. It's yes. it's the it's the uh Game of Thrones was the same way, right? It's the it's the mm-hmm. the the theories, the fan fiction, the fan theories. And you don't get that when like Orange the New Black released the entire season one fell swoop. You don't oh, get that. You don't get that when uh what's that what's that um the Umbrella Academy when they le- release it all mm-hmm. one will. Yeah. But like, I can't wait for that other superhero. Was it the boys? Yeah, the boys. Oh yeah, Amazon that, drops all those at once. I think once a week. No, they, no, no, they they they, they go by week. They'll drop oh, the first two, and then they'll they'll go by week, just like oh, okay. just like Disney does. And yeah, we were ta- what we were talking about Banshee is the fact that like it gives you something to look forward to because the only thing limiting you when you when they drop an entire season on you is your sleep schedule. Your 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 you know your real life. Your, your real life uh, obligations right. Um, there's but, no but there's no there's no speculation. There's no need to speculate because you can see it. Well, and and yeah, and that's something that I that I feel like I've felt for a while now since since um, since binging became a thing when they started dropping the entire you know an entire season of something here and there on Netflix or whatever. I was just kind of like, but what's missing is the fact that now you have something to kind of be like, oh shit! Like you'll even forget. You'll be like, oh fuck! There's a brand, but I did that. There's a brand new Winter Soldier and, and Falcon, you know, coming on, or there's a brand new uh, Mandalorian coming on. Like, like it's just something to look forward to, something to set a time to. Like me and but me I did and the that, wife. I did that. So I did. That, I did that to myself with Expanse. I didn't watch any of the Expanse. And then I watched like the first six seasons. I watched like episode after episode after episode after episode. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got caught up and I have, I'm having to wait a week for the next episode, I'm like, fuck, yeah. I need it now. Ugh. That's that's always I, what I was what was funny to me about the uh, the game, game of Thrones is I just happened to Game of Thrones. The first season came out the first the very first year I moved down to Jacksonville. And one of my friends down there had HBO and we just gave this this show a shot you know we're like okay well let's check it out and see what it's about and so right away hooked obviously to game of thrones within the first two episodes um and so like that became the thing of like all right every week we got to get together and watch this shit and then we look forward to the next season i mean i don't think game of thrones got a ton of attention until like the third season Third you know, or fourth season, yeah. Third or fourth seasons when people really started getting it, and then people had the exact same thing that you went through, where they were like, they had all this great content, like a three or four seasons of shit to catch up on, and then they hit that wall, and then it, it, 
I think it actually drove the speculation and the anticipation way higher because people got so used to having it when they wanted it. And then all of a sudden now they've got to wait. It's there's well, something and about that's, that. That's right? the problem with Netflix and all of these streaming services like this is that you'll get the first couple of seasons mm -hmm. and no one will watch it. And then it'll start gaining traction and a slingshot. Mm -hmm. And then by the time it starts to slingshot, they go, Oh, we're going to cancel it. And they're like, no, 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 don't cancel that shit, man. I just fucking got into it. Let's, yeah. let's do it again. Let's do some more. I think Netflix knows that though. I but, think they but know. WandaVision, but WandaVision and spoilers. Okay. Are they going to do an? I don't think they do another season. I think they end it, no. right? There's no. No, there's no, there's no more story to tell. She, no, over, right. she overcame her grief. Well, I don't think she overcame her grief. Well, but now I she's mean, a Scarlet Witch. Like yeah, now she's she she's dealing with the grief well enough that she's able to go and do things, and she's not creating an alternate reality. Yeah, and that's why these and so one off now that plays into the next Doctor Strange movie somehow. Right, and so now these one like so these one off these one-off like mini series um well these this falcon are, are this falcon and winter soldier i'm if if they do half as good a job at falcon and winter soldier as they have done at this wandavision if they just do half as good did you watch the first one already i haven't i haven't watched any of it okay. is the first one out first one yeah, came today. out today no i didn't even watch it it's um it's it like this doesn't spoil anything, but it's a big shift in in pacing for sure. Yeah. Well, I imagine it's a lot more action. Yeah. It's it's yeah. either it's more like a movie. Like like Wanda Wanda and Vision are characters that are drama based. Like and you can you can slow that's what allowed us to slow play WandaVision. The first two episodes of WandaVision, nothing happened. And we were all kind of like, what the fuck is this other than a cute homage mm -hmm. to television? Because yeah. yeah. awesome. it was. It was an amazing homage to television. Oh, they did it perfectly. All, all generations of television, all throughout. It was just a great homage to what, what TV is to people who love watching TV. And I think that's our demographic. That's our generation. We love watching TV. We... Because growing up, we had Nick at night, so we had my three sons. We had Leave It to Beaver. We had Green Acres. I Dream of Genie. We had Green Acres. Yeah. We had uh, the Nutty Professor black and white TV. Right. We had uh, My Shaggy Dog. We had those classics. Yeah. And then on top of that, we then had the Wonder Years, and then we had Boy Meets World. We had Cheers. We had like Wings. We had friends. We had, uh, there's all like our generation has gone through the gambit of television step by step. Family matters. TJF. Uh, you had Tim Allen's uh, show home improvement. I mean, these are all classic TV, classic TV tropes. You know, you know what works really well and that we've started kind of watching just, just to watch. First of all, King of the Hill always works. I uh, love King of the Hill. That's great classic TV. King King of the Hill always works, but funny enough, Designing Women on Hulu. We've been watching Designing Women. Hell yeah. Okay, okay. Good I think, God I, think, damn. I think I should get into this. Dude, it's like it's basically a younger generation, uh, like a younger generation of Golden Girls. Like it's just right? it's the same it's the same thing. It's just it's just middle-aged women instead of like 
older. But women. I remember watching Designing Women on TV. It's so good. It really I is. Watching it, yeah. It's really well done. Like there, and 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 the thing is, like Golden Girls and Designing Women did a pretty good job of, especially. And I think I think what what'll hit for you on Designing Women, going back and seeing it as an adult, is the fact that you did grow up in Georgia, and it's based yeah. in Georgia, and it hits on a lot of those same, you know, a lot of the things that we've just the tropes and. And the issues oh. and stuff like that oh, that we no. knew. I'm about to get up. hooked on the designing women. Oh no! It's good, man. It really is. Like, there's, a, I mean, so far there's been a couple episodes. You're kind of like, eh. You she, know. She's just like, she's like, get me out now. <laughs> He's trying to pull the eject. Nah, Golden Girls is my jam. Yeah. So watch, kidding. watch the canopy goose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, if you like Golden Girls, you're gonna love designing women because it's the same shit. It's just a different generation of ladies dealing with different stuff. You heard it here first. Lopez radio exclusive mm-hmm. designing women on Hulu do it making a comeback fucking do after it, watching after watching WandaVision we've watched some episodes of Dick Van Dyke on Hulu mm-hmm. because oh. it's one of those things it's like it makes yeah. you want to watch you know that classic television Mary Tyler Moore's that? on there what was like that, that. Um, TJF uh, it was kind of like the Brady Bunch knockoff step, uh, by, step, step. by step yeah yeah. How great was that one? That was Remember one. that show? It was a great one. Yeah. I watched With the it every weird weekend. Uncle. We watched it every Friday, man. We yeah. were Cody. You talking about Cody? Cody. Yeah. That's Lived in a, a van show. or something, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a show where we don't like. That's some doesn't doesn't Disney own all that now? It's ABC, so yeah. Like that's something Disney should be like putting on Disney Plus. I think a lot it. of it's on Hulu. Honestly, yeah, it's probably on Hulu. I think I think That's, step by step because because when when Halloween was going on, they actually had a Halloween playlist on Hulu that was like classic Halloween episodes from like Family Matters, from Full House, step by step, all that stuff. Like, why? Can't, that's that's the other thing. Obviously, TV's not what it used to be. Of course not. Because if it was, they would do a TJF again. I think that the the demographic that TGIF hit back in the day when it was its thing. Um, is is watching YouTube and TikTok now? Think of how old you were when Family Matters. No, but that was a family. Step. But but like TJF was a family thing. That was TV. You watched Family Matters and Step by Step and Boy Meets World with your mom and dad. It was, but what else did you have to do on a Friday night if you couldn't drive? You're you're well. Exactly. You didn't have a phone. Exactly. You didn't have you the internet. Doing, you were you were doing rails of coke yeah. in the bathroom. Well, you had you had a you had a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo, but in most <laughs> cases you were you were a middle class family and you've probably played the shit out of your games at that point. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're yeah. gonna take you're gonna take what was it? It was from eight to ten. So you're gonna take two hours to sit down and watch these shows that you've kind of gotten attached to. Well, I mean that is the start of the weekend. Yeah, you know, everyone's gonna come together and be like, "Oh man, the week's over." There's usually you a know. pizza involved. Like, yeah, you know, this is our celebration for the week, and we're gonna hang out because we're a family. Absolutely, and and That's like what you do, and then but we don't do that anymore. I mean, my no. family doesn't do that. It's just a different time. I I want I would love to have that. Like I, I've I've actually thought about that. I'm like, what about Pizza Fridays? Pizza Fridays have got to be a <laughs> fucking hit, right? Yeah, but I don't know if they will be. I mean, nope. you know, maybe maybe you come home, your kid's 12, right? And they're, by the time my kid would be 12, maybe they've Fuck got pizza. that Ready Player One fucking headset on before they even walk in the door, you know? My, my daughter's in her room right now watching YouTube videos on her computer 
and playing some app on her phone. And it's not even a phone. It's just it's a phone with Wi-Fi that we have it on our internet. It's basically a small iPad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A teeny tiny iPad. My son, my son was watching some cartoon, and I said, you know you can watch that cartoon on Netflix on the 80-inch big screen TV that I've got for you. And he goes, no, I'd rather watch it on my laptop in my room. They love it. Uh, and and I'm watching YouTube on my computer and, you know, I'm talking to YouTube morose motherfuckers drinking okay bourbon and I'm out of goddamn ice. I'm out of goddamn ice. How many, how many bourbons you in right now? I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I drink the rest of that. And then I'm the cup three, four, maybe I haven't been counting. Are you doing common core math? What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. I love common core math. I understand math enough that when my kids were being taught common core math, I was like, this makes perfect sense. And I was able to teach my kids. The problem with common core math is that you're asking a first grade teacher to teach your kids high level math that they were never taught. Mm. And they don't have the, that's not their skill set. Right. Their skill set is fucking skill gluing set. macaroni and cheese to goddamn paper. That's their skill set. It's just fucking, and, and then you expect these fucking, like, if we want our teachers to be, like, teaching our kids super math, maybe we should teach our kids, like, our fucking teachers, like, super math. I don't know. Fucking, well, I, I, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, <laughs> what you really have to think about is, like, Wanda's a witch or not? Like, was she a witch all along and, like, the Soul Stone gave her, like, extra super-duper powers? So, my understanding is that she did have some slight powers, but I think it's what the Mind Stone, isn't it, that gives her... Was it, it the Mind it, Stone? It enhanced the power she already had. Yeah. And so, so she that's had why, powers. But, so, that's why she could communicate with Vision through that. Because she had her powers and she could communicate with the Mind Stone that was in him. Sure. But, like, homegirl bitch... Like purple bitch, like she just like absorbed people's shit. Mm -hmm. Yes, like that was rude. That's how strong she is. Is she's able to absorb other people's powers? Right. Mm. I don't know. And so now, because of the book, logically, Wanda should be like the most powerful being, pretty much ever. Period. Yes. More so than Captain Marvel, because that's is is, problematic. That's yeah, Captain Marvel's pretty. But like the the other thing is like the Marvel Universe has been like hinting at like this problematic they did it with uh the Spider-Man Homecoming, I think it was, where they were harvesting uh from the dead things that uh Captain America and all this killed in Avengers, and then there was that that organization that came in and took precedent over them. Mm -hmm. And then that like this whole sword and shield situation and I, it's it's like it keeps hinting at like there's this underbelly bureaucracy that's gonna fuck things over well and you know the, right the, like to, to me the cool one of the cooler things the cooler realizations and it was kind of early on was the monica rambo thing yeah you were like she because uh, we watched like two or three episodes and i was like wait a minute i was like there's I was like, wait a fucking minute. 
and yeah, I'm like watching girl, and it's it? the little girl from yeah. from Captain Marvel and and she ends up actually becoming Captain Marvel later in the comics. Mm-hmm. Because was so going back and forth through the through that force field changed her fucking mole, you know, her molecules and changed her genetic makeup. And that made her Captain Marvel? Yes. Well, she becomes Captain Marvel in the comics, yeah. Yeah. Cuz Carol Danvers, Carol Danvers hasn't always been Captain Marvel. She becomes like, like almost like the next Captain Marvel. Like as far as the movies yeah. are going, she's going to be the next Captain Marvel. Well, but like Captain Marvel is like the cheat code. Yeah, like yeah. she's like, like Captain Marvel really is the most powerful thing. Period. She's like, she's like the Green Lantern because, like, honestly, if the Green Lantern can do everything that the Green Lantern's told that the Green Lantern can do, then nothing can beat the fucking Green Lantern. Yeah, I could just. You know what I'm gonna invent with the the magic from my fucking ring? Yeah, the most impenetrable dome that you can't penetrate, and every time you try to penetrate it, it fucking kills you. Yeah. And at the same time, it plays the sweet sweet jazz of Chuck Mangione, <laughs> right? So 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 Monica Rambo. <laughs> so Monica Rambo. Uh, Monica Rambo wasn't the first Captain Marvel, but she's the first human to ever go by the name so as far as far as the marvel universe is concerned i see but at the end of the day i thought that uh wandavision was a plus yeah yeah oh it was fantastic and and i think that if this if this new falcon winter soldier even comes in at a c minus i'll be satisfied i think like the first episode it's definitely a change in tone. Like it's, it is completely different, but it is from the get go. Just about there's action. There's, there's some more stuff that's sort of like character work and you're going to learn more about these characters, but there's, there's definitely action. Well, they're going to have to do character work because all action is very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't done a whole lot of background on these people. You know, we've just seen them in superhero situations. Uh, well, and, and the thing about it is you want to, um, basically you're going to go into it. I would, ex- what you need to expect is a Marvel movie pacing is exactly what it is. It's basically a small Marvel movie. So that's, that's what you're going into. WandaVision. I've been watching, I've been watching the, uh, ever since the quarantine hit, I've been watching the Marvel movies with the kids. Yeah. And we are, we just finished Ant-Man and Wasp. Right. Oh no! And so we are at, we are in game part two. We are in game part two. Is, wow! And I've been putting it off until my wife is feeling up to it. Right. But it's yeah. That's the that's the next one we have. We're facing, and we've got like tons of popcorn and candy, and we're gonna make a big production out of it. But that's what we're facing next. So like, there have been TV shows that I've loved the journey. You know, the story works and the journey is just amazing. I honestly feel like what they did, tell, weaving this whole story through these 23 films or whatever, is the most fun I've had on any journey across a story ever. Without a doubt. Have you, it, have you guys seen, have you guys seen this? Uh, I saw the new Zack Snyder. I haven't seen it yet, but I see where it's now on HBO, the new Zack Snyder. Yeah, the four hour long hit, Justice League. Hour. Mm-hmm. And everything I've read about it says it changes that movie completely. I'm and sure. it's what it should have been. And to me, I hate DC movies. I've never seen a good one. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I've, I'm hoping, but to do to do what Marvel has done, they've done they've they've 28 movies, right? I think it was 23. 23 movies, far better than anything Star Wars could ever have. And and to me, Star Wars has the better universe than. Oh yeah, but I mean that's but that's Marvel, also your attachment but, but to Marvel it. Marvel right? got us those characters that I mean. For sure. They both got they they have their they have their each have their own I but I think Marvel has done a far better job than Star Wars or Star Trek. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so but you gotta think about it like this. The star the Star Wars thing started back in the seventies, whereas the cohesive Marvel cinematic universe was all done together. And it that was the plan from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. started with Iron Man and it stayed consistent with the same actors for the most part throughout the whole thing. So, yeah, it's built a lot better because it was built with more of a purpose. They did Star Wars not realizing that they that were going to do everything that they did. So when you go at it with a different purpose, like it's going to have a better quality outcome for sure. But I think that for being where it started, Star Wars did a pretty good fucking job. Like. To have to have the the following and to have the people that are that are hangers on, you well, know. And now you're starting to see some of those people that did so well with Marvel stuff go over to the Star Wars side and start making content over there. Yeah, and you're getting shit like the Mandalorian, which was, I mean, it's been oh, absolutely fantastic. Incredible. The incredible. Mandalorian was the Mandalorian showed me that I don't need any more Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. No. I think that's the best. The best way to tell Star Wars is episodic, like that. Tell me episodic Star Wars. Tell me, and and I'm certain that there are a ton of canon Star Wars stories that we could do episodically. It's a bottomless pit. We could we could do the years. Just we could go to Anakin. We could do young Anakin. Sure. Just the the years from when we when we rescued him from pod racing until he was an adult. Yeah. What'd you say? What were you about to say? Um, oh, fuck. It's, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. Get your mojo. Baby, come back. That's a good song by Player. My mojo. Uh, huh? My mojo. <laughs> Son of a bitch. How awesome is... Ep episodic gone. Star Wars. How, how awesome is um, Hollow Notes? Oh, that's oh absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Can I also tell you, I I used to watch this show called Live with Jules Holland on Palladia. And it's a BBC show, and it's basically Jules Holland, and he has these cool acts on live. I've started looking at him up on YouTube, and oh, fuck. Is that not a great, like, music variety show made for television hell yeah you struggling just, over there sheets <laughs> I, I i know i i'm i'm racking my brain trying to remember what i was going to say baby come back it was about star wars you know what you know what it was about mandalorian what? it was about how you the faithful listener have made it this far and yet you haven't rated reviewed or subscribed to lopez radio <laughs> at all and it's a goddamn shame this How dare young you? peruvian boy is putting in effort on a daily basis 
on twitch.com forward slash Lopez radio. And you're really missing out if you haven't haven't even sniffed the kind of stream quality that you can get out of a football manager like Sheets. The fact of the matter is we've made it this far in the podcast and you don't know any of the other content other than the three of us jabbering and yabbering. All right. All the right. fact that the fact the fact still remains the fact still remains that Sheets hasn't remembered what he was thinking. He does. He's got it. Stop talking. Um. So I, a lot of people complain about the Mandalorian that, well, God, every episode was just Mando goes somewhere. Mando has to go on a a, a mission to do something. Okay, he goes somewhere else. He's got a mission to do something before he ever got to the payoff at the end of the season. Yeah, it's it's true, but I loved every second of it. Every we, second I, of it. We got to see the Star Wars universe beyond the bullshit we've only seen in the Skywalker story. Mm-hmm. So, here. like, I had no problem here, here. with how it was just mission here, mission here, mission here, mission there. But it, we got to see shit that we haven't normally seen in Star. I Wars. loved it. I love if, if if not every week is a mission. That's what a TV show is. Every week is a is a small plot in an hour or a 45 minute show. It's just, that's every week. And then you give us maybe a little, like, like a fucking cunt hair worth of story arc to link one episode to another episode. But each episode stands on its own. That's what TV is. That's what fucking TV is. And I loved it. I loved it. And then you get stuff like you get Ahsoka in the series. And then you get the big, the big reveal at the end of Luke. Oh, and oh. it's just like mm. it fucking killed Chef me. Chef killed Chef. me. Grogu I came leaving. on my face. I yeah. came on my face. I came on my face. That's what happened. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it was horrible. I was in front of family. It was a big mess. I didn't know what to do. It's do you know how awkward that is? It's pretty awkward right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I since we've hit that point in the podcast, I figure it's going to wrap up soon. Sure. I just want to pimp the main event from this past Wednesday's AEW Dynamite, which would have been uh-huh. for the seventeenth of March, twenty twenty one. Women's match, hardcore main event. Uh huh. Fucking lived up to the hype. Was so good. It's probably the best women's wrestling match I've ever seen, and one of the better hardcore matches I've seen in the last God knows how many years. It was, it was it was truly fantastic. it was a transformative professional wrestling event. In my mind, it it was it was it showed us that no matter what level of promotion you are, there is talent. No matter what gender you are, there is talent. And as long as that talent is given an opportunity, they will shine. And motherfucker did they shine. It was so good. I cannot agree more. I need to go watch this. It made Britt Baker into a star, and Thunder Rosa was already a a fantastic women's wrestler. Here, here. We already knew that, but it made Britt Baker a star. That's awesome. In professional wrestling. Hell yeah. It was so good. Where could, like, if I would want to watch that, where would I go to watch that? uh, I I can provide you with the means. The The means. To a yeah. necessary yeah. means for a necessary you, means for a. Right. You can Google it and, and find it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they post it on the. Sometimes with their big content, like if it's really really popular, they'll post it on YouTube. Uh, but I I don't think that they've done that. 
thanks a lot for having me on. It's been great. Oh, 100%, Love man. Hanging Abs- out with you guys. Absolutely. Man, he's, getting, he's getting out of here. He's like, no, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> um, if I had to pimp something for this week, uh, the new Nate Bargatze comedy special on Netflix is fucking incredible. It's really good. He's a he's a little he's like a few years older than us, uh, so a lot of his shit really hits hard. Like it really does. Um, really good stuff. Um, I would definitely suggest checking that out. I think it's called the Greatest Average American. I think is what it's called. Um, and uh, it's definitely worth checking out. It's a really good special. Um, and I mean, if you're into the Marvel stuff, I would absolutely suggest hitting up. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's good stuff. WandaVision and if you didn't yeah, yeah, WandaVision if you didn't catch it, especially if you're into TV nostalgia like we were talking about, definitely check it out. Um yeah, those are those are like the big things, man. Like there's there's just some good stuff to go and and, and watch right now on uh on the streaming services because they're they're they I think honestly the pandemic has helped them up their game. Um because people just need are at home watching shit, watching shit and paying them money. And then we got Loki coming out not long after that. Yes, yeah, yes, Loki, yes. Loki will at, just piggyback right off of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. At some point, the Hawkeye series starts. Yeah. With um, with Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be it's, really good. It's based off the Hawkeye graphic novel, which is I re- I, I read through that whole thing on Marvel Unlimited. It is so fucking good. Um. Yeah. Sheets it's and I. So- She's and I were talking about it before we started recording tonight. Like, you know, we were talking about the fact that, you know, the week to week versus binging, but we were talking about the fact that like from now until the foreseeable future, as long as there's no big interruptions in production, we have Marvel and Star Wars content butting up against each other for the next two years, at least on Fridays. Like there might be little breaks here and there, but I think it's like planned out for like the next Almost oh, two years, and, and then and they go into in the mind. movies and stuff like that. And about nine months, we're gonna have Stranger Things. It's true. What is that mm-hmm. season? Season four or season five? I can't remember. Season they're they're they finished filming season four, and they're currently filming season five. They did them back to back. Yeah, they're racing against time to keep those kids young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wasn't the original plan like it was only written as five as five chapters? Well, yeah. the Duffy the Duffy guys finished it. But I'm saying that's during, like that, the story yeah. is five chapters. Five chapters, yeah. D- during the due to the quarantine and whatnot, they were able to finish it. So they've they've finished. They're filming the last bit of it right now. That's awesome. So we're we're gonna get that pretty soon too. Uh, this summer as well. I was re reminded it got pushed because it was originally supposed to come out. I believe in May of 2020. Uh, this summer, 2021. Uh, no, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh yeah, the Jason Reitman like. Uh, directed, written and directed film, um, and it's basically going to go into. I think. I think the main. So one of the kids from Stranger Things in it, that uh, Wolfgang. What, what's his name? Uh, he's a, he's like the kid besides Eleven that's in everything. Right, and then uh, and then the I think the main kid is going to be Egon Spangler's like granddaughter yeah. or something like that. Nice. So it's the the trailer's out there, and the trailer gives you chills. You're like, holy yeah. fuckaroni. It looks yep. really fucking good. So it should be out. Um, it should be out. I think they said Sometime. May or July 2021. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, guys, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. If you want to follow these two guys uh, at Sheets Live on Twitter and then uh, Banshee underscore radio on Twitter as well. Um, 
two of my really good pals, and we're going to get together and uh, plan out this um, 2001 year in review, I think would be really, really fucking fun, you know? Yes. But uh, we will uh, we'll check you guys out later. Um, if uh, you want to follow me on the things at Lopez Radio for all social media, and then I do uh, a Twitch stream every, for now, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday, <laughs> twitch.tv slash Lopez Radio. We'll see you guys next time. Love you. Bye.